The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the expressor, and do not necessarily represent those of the owner, management, or anyone else. This program is meant for mature listeners, and some of the language and topics may not be suitable for younger or sensitive individuals. If you are easily offended, or have a delicate constitution you may want to turn the program off now. The host and guest are welcome and encouraged to exercise their First Amendment rights as much as they want. This is a right to listen to program, and as such anyone for any reason at any time can stop listen by turning the program off. The program is here for entertainment, and hopefully some education. This will be accomplished through facts, fiction, sarcasm, and parody. Much like the mainstream media, we will try to verify information, but are under no obligation to do so prior to releasing said information. Any references to specific individuals, that may or may not have done something, is strictly for a point of reference and most likely was based on something found on the internet. Use discretion when listening and always feel free to double-check our information if you want. Manufacturer it could be Yamaha, Polaris, or Suzuki, or CF Moto. It doesn't matter. 
they all run a tad bit hot um, because they're leaned out so much to make you know to make the EPA requirements that are insane um, for small motors. So they're leaned out. What happens because they're leaned out so much, the motors run very hot in all these machines. So this exhaust tip actually opens up the exhaust to flow a little better and uh, allows the machines to run a little bit cooler uh, because of that. So big shout out to Whiskey Bent. Uh, thank you for the exhaust tips. Uh, they're already on the machines. I'm excited to use them this coming weekend. Um, that's it for my plugs for tonight. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just... And All right, we're back. back. All right. right, we had a short intermission, 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 <laughs> intervention, intervention. Yeah, we had intervention. Software to make sure we did have an intervention. Things are working. All right. All right. Now see this. Is, now see this is looking better. No. Yeah. No. no. Yeah, there's a right. spike there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. That worked well. Sorry, folks. Anyhow, yeah. So, um, stuff that was going to go on, uh, and I know I've talked about it some of the show, uh, the last couple shows that. Uh, we were going, Alani and I were going to a Paracon in Ohio next weekend. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, well, we were, we were, and then, um, you know, Putin attacked Ukraine and uh, forced all the prices to go up. And when I got a look at gas prices Monday, being at four seventy, and that's just a start, uh, I realized that probably we really, really couldn't afford to do it. Um... That's what credit cards are for. Well, yeah, that's that's what your credit cards are for. <laughs> so, well, we had already we already shortened the trip by a couple days, mm-hmm. which really put us on a compressed schedule. Right. And I think I was talking to you about yeah. that. And then I got to think about you know we're gonna we're gonna drive eight hours out in one shot, and we're gonna get there, and if we do everything on time and do everything right. Then we got to set up a couple hours after we get there, and once that's done, we're actually doing a ghost hunt that night. You're gonna be and exhausted. Then, yeah, I and, that, and, I, and I thought about that. I said between that and it just, we're probably taking all the fun out of it. Right. I mean, I cut the, I cut it down just to kind of save in the hotel room a little bit, and give us a little extra money, but gas prices, food, everything's up. So that's so we, I'm opting out. We're opting out. We're not gonna go to Ohio. Um, at some point, maybe we'll try to do it again when it's a little more stable. But uh, we're 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 not going to do it. I feel bad about it. Yeah, so, um, um, there's an indicator there. There is an indicator there that may help with the volume. Um, there you go. Yeah, that's much better. Look at that. Oh, that is much better. Wow. See, so that's good. Should play with things. Lord. <clears throat> That Maybe you should be, stop it and make sure it's not too loud. That though. may be too much. Yeah, so, so we we're playing with this. Um, uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, there we go. Maybe that might be better. That might be our. That, that might be all right there. Their optimal range. We can probably yeah, well, play with that a little bit right yeah, there. Right yeah. there. All right. All right. We're gonna try it there. Yep. And see how and, that uh, goes. See how it goes. So, right. so we're not gonna do. Um, which is next? I had gotten, gotten some new equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my birthday, Alani had gotten me. Uh, I call it the next generation of Polaroid, but it's it's called uh, Instax. Instax. It's basically it's a Polaroid camera, but it's not my Polaroid because that's one of the things that they do with experiments. They use like a Polaroid camera to get mm-hmm. the ones that develop on right. like in yeah. a minute or two. Yeah, yeah. Because um, they've gotten some interesting results with that. The, the whatever the spirit, whatever kind of mess with the the chemicals or the picture picks them up and they show up in the 
So we were going to play with that, and um, I don't know, we were just looking for, we had some other experiments we were going to do, but uh, we'll find some there's, there's stuff around here we can go to, too, if we want to. There's, there's uh, Goat Island in down in Nichols mm -hmm. that all of a sudden became haunted two <laughs> years ago, so that's a possibility to check it out there. Um, so things like, things like that, but uh, yeah. So there's there's not a lot. Well, there is there is a lot going on in the ghost ghost hunting community. Um, I touched on this briefly last week. I said uh, there there's new new theories being bounced around that that ghosts are actually interdimensional travelers. Yes, you had mentioned which that. I think I think from wait, Eli and I look at it. We we kind of look at the same things that we view it as different different planes of existence, right? But I think these are people are actually talking like greys and reptilians and are interdimensionally traveling to right haunt us, yeah. For whatever God for whatever, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, they are they are traveling to haunt us and uh, whatever. So that that's a new theory that's out there. Um, Actually, uh, there was a video that just came out. Um, you know that we're, we're big fans, big supporters of the Hinsdale House in yes, Hinsdale, Hinsdale, New York. Yes, Hinsdale House. Yes. Um, Dan Class and his yep. his uh, a nice restoration project. Yes. That was a little southern. I don't know why I yeah. just went there, but I did. Um, so the gentleman on YouTube named Ken Biddle. Mm. Kenneth Biddle. He is a skeptic. Mm -hmm. uh, former ghost hunter. He did it for years. And all of a sudden one day he said, well, this is all bullshit and I'm going to be a skeptic now. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, so he does a lot of debunking. He does a lot of going out and says this is all bullshit. No. Carl Sagan did that actually well, as well. He was actually a big UFO buff. And then all of a, one, all of a sudden he had a change of heart. And he, he said, started debunking them. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's, I got no problem with debunking. I got no problem with debunking. Right. Um, but I think sometimes the skeptics just they want they want us as the ghost hunters to go in with an open mind to do things. But I think they go in with the mindset that they don't exist and they're just gonna find out anything anything they can reasonably say right. disproves it, they're gonna say disproves it. Right. Well, you know, in his defense, you know, the shows that do ghost shows or, you know, ghost documentaries or UFO documentaries. They're always looking for skeptics. They always want someone to do a... a right. It's actually a smaller field for that. You know, mm -hmm. the people actually know what they're talking about can actually go on a show. So he may be setting himself up, himself up to be on a documentary in the future, you know, to be um, the skeptic guy, you know. I'm just saying, I mean, that's... I can see people doing he, that. He... I think he leans more right now. I think he leans more to the, you know, I'm offering... You know, a hundred million dollars if you can prove to me psychics exist. It was I, don't know, I can't think of the guy's name in the skeptic, whatever that offers this money if you can prove if you, hmm. if you can prove to their satisfaction that you have psychic abilities, they'll pay you a million dollars. Hmm. But then they have you know. Then it's the typical well, then who's winning the Super Bowl, what right. lottery numbers. Right. Doesn't work that way. Doesn't work right. that way. Sorry, doesn't, doesn't work, work that way. way. Yeah. I get I get if it did, be great. Right. We'd all love it, but whatever. So he got invited up to the Hinsdale I House. I mean knee dip in hookers right now. I mean, oh, a million dollars. <laughs> at least at least knee dip. 
Yours goes to the knee. Mine goes about mid thighs. I, I have to be mid thigh deep in hookers. Oh shit! Um, joking, folks. Oh yeah, because yeah. I'm nowhere close to my thigh. Anyway, um, so he got invited up, and I think I think a couple people knew who he was, but I don't think the majority of the people that are up there for this event knew who he was. Um, so he was, he was videotaping. He was videotaping for him and stuff, and. It's just, it's just funny, and I get what he's saying. I, I 100% understand what he's saying. Um, they were in doing a, a session in the living room, and there were some noises, some knocks, and things like that. And he said, well, that sounded like, you know, it sounded like it came from here. So he goes outside, and um, where the Hinsdale house is, it's, it's kind of a remote location. No one lives there full time. Right. So Daniel's always had problems with people breaking windows, things like that. Right. So he's kind of got, they're not, they're not bars, per se, in the windows, but it's like a metal gray. Right. And, you know, he doesn't want to have it there all the time. Sometimes he's like to have it open and stuff. Right. So it closes and it lags like a latch. Right. Like, so there's some play in the metal gray. Right. All right. So he goes out and he, moving the metal gray. Oh, it makes a noise. Blah, blah. <laughs> well, okay, it, it does. Right. But was it windy out when you were out there? Right. What was making the metal great move besides right. you right. going out there? Right. You know, um, some of the other things, uh, uh, dowsing rods are... Uh, oh, yeah, Heather's picking it up. Dowsing rods yeah. are, are, I won't say they're huge, but they're yeah. they're they're an economical way to do some investigations right. if you don't have a lot of money to spell for mel meters and... Yeah. K two meters and also well, that's how we. I mean, that's how we started. We started on you know flashlights and a tape recorder and tape recorder, tape recorder and a and a pair of dowsing rods. So if if the dowsing rods were just a ghost hunting thing, I get it. But there's a whole fucking society of dowsers. There's a whole society, society of. American dowsers, international society of dowsers. Oh, yeah. It's a whole freaking thing. Yeah, it's a um, deal, yeah. And he quickly called bunk on all of it. Hmm. Like, even the finding the water, finding minerals, finding your car keys. Dowsing is pure <coughs> bunk. If you set up dowsing rods in a controlled, controlled setting, they will never move. Hmm. So, okay, I, I kind of get what you're saying there as well. If you put if you put two dowsing rods, the handles, in a fixed, whatever, a tripod or vice or a square block with holes, so you can do it. I mean, the dowsing rods can still move. They're still free to move if if they want. Right. But something that's not going to move is holding them. So he's saying with a, because it's a person, there are micro-movements that people make, even when trying to be still, that influence dowsing rods and... Okay, but maybe, seeing this where it gets all crazy, maybe that's how they work. Right. Maybe maybe the energy is affecting you, which is causing you to affect the dozen rods. You're, you're a giant electrical apparatus. Not, not very powerful, but your electricity runs your body. So an EM field, which electromagnetic field, is going to affect you. So maybe so much dowsing rod, maybe so much isn't the electromagnetic field affecting the copper and dowsing rods, but maybe it's affecting you holding the dowsing rods. Right. 
Maybe that's how. Maybe that's how it works. Maybe it's how it works. Maybe that's how it works. That's 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 you know, some of the wonders of the the whole thing. Hmm. So, so not only did he call bunk on the whole dowsing rat thing, but he called on anything doing with dowsing. Hmm. And I'm thinking there's a whole segment of people that have been doing this stuff for generations. Right. That you just called out as being frauds. And again, nice guy. I don't think I, I get what he's doing. I get why he's saying it. But keep in mind, people have to you know when he, he's when he's videotaping, he's got it right. You know, he's videotaping, he's got zoom right on their right. hands to watch what they're doing. And then, and I don't know why they did this at this particular <laughs> at this particular event. So they're trying to do communication through. I really wish the guy they were using a Ouija board instead of this, but <laughs> trying to move the table. So he had, I don't know, a dozen people sitting around right. the table, hand on the table. It, the guy was running the whole thing, his hands on the table. So the whole point was, if the spirit was going to communicate, he's gonna, the spirit's going to move the table. Right. Maybe not tip it over, but he's going to move Right. So this this here again, and, you know, he's got to focus on the guy's hands. He's, you can see the guy's putting pressure, blah, blah. Now, this wasn't a card table. This wasn't a rickety piece of furniture like I said on to do the show. Right. This was a pretty, fairly solid piece. I've been up there. This is, this is a solid kitchen table. Mm-hmm. This is... I've been up there. I've seen it. I don't think... I would think that the gentleman conducting the experiment would have put more pressure on the table to move it than... He was indicating that it was there. You know, does that make sense what yeah. I'm saying? So, like I said, it wasn't a car table. It wasn't like a flimsy table that would be easily right. moved. Um, he had slid a camera underneath the table to make sure <laughs> no one was lifting with their legs and shit. So, I guess I'm just saying, anyone that's listening and you're in this, you just need, you need to be honest with yourself. You need to be honest with what you're doing. If you can debunk it, debunk it. That's always been, if, if you can find a legitimate reason... If the, the banging you heard sounded like a metal grate on the outside of the window and you go out and there's a metal grate on the window and it's windy, that could have been it. Right. You know. Uh, he went down into the basement of the of the uh, Hinsdale house, which to get to the basement, you got to go into the bathroom and across from the shitter is another <laughs> door that takes you down into the basement. Oh, nice. So, and there was a little gap in the foundation and as you could see where it was light on the outside so it's like, oh right here all the airflow can come in through here and move doors and blah 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 well possibly right it's it's a foundation it was it was almost 90 degrees to the stairwell that would lead upstairs whenever I've been to the Hinsdale house usually the bathroom door is closed the basement door is always closed so it would have to be those two doors would have to be open and there would have to be a significant breeze to go from the outside, through the bottom of the house, up through the stairwell, out through the bathroom, hmm. and then maybe move a door someplace. Yeah. And in all honesty, there isn't a lot of reports of doors moving at the Hinsdale house. Hmm. There aren't a lot of doors at the Hinsdale house. Let me put it that way. There's right. an outside door. There's almost no doors on the inside. Hmm. Um, so, again... Um, and me, to be honest, the first time in Lonnie were up at the Hinsdale house, we didn't have a lot of lot of experiences. Right. We didn't get a lot of stuff. And then the same time we went up, it was crazy. That's when 
something showed up and Lonnie. Right. And it was like a bad order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad, bad, bad deal. Um, but know that, you know, the skeptics are going to, they're going to look for any reason and apply it broadly across the spectrum, probably. And I'm not saying they're wrong either. It, it could very well, that could very well been the noise making it. Or, or was it? Hmm. So, it was just, I, know, just, I just found it interesting. You know, um, a, a, kind of a little relation to this, a family member, an extended family member, not blood or anything like that, and it's on the other side, <laughs> had posted on Facebook, you know, this little saying, and she, you know, the female, by the way, and she said, uh, you know, people are going to tell you you can't do things, so do them anyway and then take pictures, or do it twice and take pictures to prove it, or something like that, you know, and of course, being a wise ass that I am, I, I said, yeah, I knew a uh, Twins once, so I took pictures just to prove it to everyone. So anyway, uh, true story. Well, and that's I'm not know, sure how much trouble I'm in yet. Yeah, but anyway, not yet. <laughs> um, you know, that's that's what the that's not just with the ghost hunting part of it. It's, right. it's the the Bigfoot and the cryptid stuff. Right. Um, I know I send you stuff every now and then that either Lonnie comes across or I come across. <laughs> You send it back like, oh, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> or that's already been disproved. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, because... Well, a- that, and that's in the Bigfoot field. There's, like, there's these fucking photographs of sheriff's department that claim these would be real. That's all bullshit. Those pictures are years old. I mean, like, from a different area. Right. And that, that was just complete utter garbage. And it's all over. Like, I mean, like, oh, my God, I went on different, so many different Bigfoot sites and just like, hey, everybody, blah, 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 and had to debunk this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and I... You know, hey, that's, you know, I'm going to call shit out when I know it's fake. Like, I posted on my page, I felt, you know, I got those pictures that, so supposedly from New York State. No, they're actually from Washington, Washington State, from years ago, from like right. five years ago, and no one's owned up to him yet. You know, I mean, th- th- this is the kind of bullshit that goes on in any paranormal field. You're just constantly, right. constantly have to work through this shit to find out what's real, what isn't, and who's bullshit, and who isn't. And then you got all the infighting, you know. Oh, yeah. Someone has real evidence and you like the my, whole... My event. theory's best. And, yeah, and then everyone has to attack that person and attack their family. I mean, it's just... It's nuts. It is. It it's is, it's it fucking is, crazy. I'm like, what is, is wrong with these people? You know, and that... Yeah. People asked me before, well, you know, do you want to do a TV show? Because I did one pilot and right. then I got offered to do another one and I want nothing to do with it. Right. So absolutely not. And the reason being is I don't want to... You know, I, I'm doing this for me. Right, and I share what what I right. find with others. You know, I'm doing it for me though. I'm not. I don't give a shit if J- Joe Blow down the street from me believes in it or not. I'm just putting it out there. Believe it, don't believe it. I don't care. You know, but I'm not trying to be famous off it or anything like crap. I just want. I'm trying to make it. You know, I want to prove it to myself. You know, mm-hmm. I've already proven it to myself, regardless. Right. But you know, I want like more concrete evidence. Right. I guess you know what I'm saying for right. myself. Oh, absolutely. You know. You know, so. the, they were using a ghost box, a spirit box. I know you're feeling to that. <laughs> but, uh, and he's right. The the spirit boxes they use in the field and stuff like that, they use, they scan, either scan AM, FM stations, or there are, are data banks right. of, of words and stuff that, that, that it scans through and quickly and things like that. Um, I think I told you when we came back from the, uh, from the show in March, there's also, uh, what they call direct voice communication. Right, yeah. Where they use basically dead air yeah. on on a world band or yep. whatever, and there's nothing there. No. Nope. 
nothing there. No, no, no. So you can't say, well, you know, it's Wolfman Jack, right? Singing the greatest <laughs> hits. Um, but I've been on, I've been on investigations where, and this is a nice thing having a wife with a unique name. When when the ghost box says your wife's name says Alani, right? How? Oh. I mean, if we were in Hawaii, right. I might say, okay, <laughs> right. that was a possibility. Right. Um, in a week in New York, for to say her name not once but twice. Right. That's that's good. That's that's, that's good. you know, if you're gonna tell me that this this ghost box is now listening and recording conversations and spitting about out at you, I guess. I guess. Right. You could say that, but that isn't. This was a decent piece of equipment. wasn't a cheap piece of shit. This is uh, one of the one of the guests that were there, uh, decently known in the field, had put in several hundred hundred bucks hmm. on this. It was a nice, nice, nice thing. But uh, yeah, and it says and it's responding intelligently to things that are going on and people that are taught. I don't know. It's I kind of feel at times, you know. And not to bring religion into it, but all the things that you're saying that you're doubting my beliefs, right? You can say it to anyone in any religion and say, "Well, you know, can you? Pr- how do you prove? Well, then, then that's how do you prove God? How you prove right. you know it's, Allah? Right? It's not about proof. It's, it's, it's faith. faith. It's faith right. and, and belief, yeah. and you know, this is what it is. And Although there's one great line from one great movie. <laughs> You know what movie I'm talking about? No, I don't. Oh, oh I probably do, but go ahead. Okay. Uh, the one there are many. The one where her fucking father's the alien. Um, Jodie Foster's in it. Fuck, I can't think of the name of it right now. Uh, Sons and Lambs? No. <laughs> <laughs> Jodie Foster. Uh, yeah. The Arrival? No. Um, Jodie Foster. Yeah, yeah. His father's the alien. Yeah, in the end. You know, he dies in the beginning of the movie. He has a heart attack. She can't get his medicine quick enough. She's a little girl there in Pensacola, Florida. Cocoon? No. Uh, God damn it. Now it's going to drive me I don't, nuts. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not getting the Matthew, Matthew McKinley or McConnelly. Matthew McConaughey? Yeah, he's in it. Yeah. Uh, he plays a preacher, actually. He ends up sleeping with her. Yeah, in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> the daughter? Yeah, she's older now. She's an astronomer, you know, and she's you know. He went sleeping with his daughter. Huh? What? Who sleeps with him? What? Who well, does he sleep with? Well, he sleeps with Jodie Foster, the main character in the fucking movie. But well, that's his daughter. No, no, Matt McConaughey is not the father. Oh. No, no, he's a preacher. Oh, he's a preacher okay. in the movie. Oh, I definitely know, know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and you know it's all based know. around Seti and all this other oh, shit and the signals and it's actually she her character is actually based on a real person in Seti. Uh, one of the main, um, you know, pushers and astronomers in the actual program. Uh, the rivals like when I would sound no, no, that, that was the rival was uh, uh, Charlie Sheen. Wasn't it Charlie Sheen in the rival? Yeah. Well, anyway, I don't know. regardless, I, don't know. I think, I think that's a whole different movie. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie uh, Sheen. In it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> fuck, man. Uh, now I can't think All right, of well, the movie. Do something to All right, do. Now we, what, we got to look it up because we can't. All right, you we look can't, it up. We can't you drop that. So, 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 I guess I'll put on trying to say is that if if you're interested in doing any of this, either it's Bigfoot or ghosts or uh, afterlife investigation, whatever it is, um, 
you've you've got to be your your own worst critic. I think that's important. Yeah. And you know, just know there's there's always gonna be the naysayers, even even within the field. There are naysayers that say that you're crazy. But bottom line is, no one knows for sure. So you might be on the right path. And if that's what you think and that's what you believe and you feel you can gather the proof to, to back it up, then then do it. Contact. Oh, contact, yes. <laughs> contact, yes. And yeah. I, I can yeah. see the image of the movie poster. Yeah. And I was thinking that was The Arrival, but that's yeah. not it. Yeah. The Arrival's got like a half-shaped moon. But yeah. Contact has the radar dishes. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, it's aesthetic. You know. right. So anyway, so um, where was I going with this? Um, sticking with the animals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, there's a line from the movie. Right. The line, why we had to go through all this to get to this, I have no <laughs> idea. But regardless of the yeah, great show. So, you know, she's all about science. And she's talking Auckland's razor, mm-hmm. you know, blah, 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 right. blah. And he's having a conversation. And he goes, you know, and her, he knows her father died. They, they, mm-hmm. This had been discussed. And he goes, well, did you love him? Or do you love your father? Or something mm-hmm. like that. And she goes, of course I do. And he said, well, prove it. There's no way you can. Right. Even that you can't. And he was using that to battle science. Right. Prove it. Right. You know, you can't prove that. You know. So, and that's what his, his response about God was, you know, they're like, well, prove it. Because she was trying to make him prove it. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, can you prove that you loved your father? You can't. You know, so, here we go. Touche. Well. You know. So, anyway. <laughs> and, even, and even now, even modern times, even all of a sudden, things they thought in science that were carved in stone, hard facts about the universe and how it's made up and this and also they come up with a string theory and string yeah. theory is one that kind of burst that fucking bubble yeah. of forever and then they had to rethink everything because now everything they thought was wrong because now someone has proven string theory which was never figured in their calculations to begin with so you know um, don't be don't be so quick to dismiss, and don't be so quick to be forced off your your path. That's right. Um, that you might be on. I think, like I said, I think Alani and I, when we, we look at these things, I think we look at things in a way that might be might be accurate. And people think you know, there's a whole set that thinks we're crazy because I'm relying at least fifty one percent on the fact that my wife's a medium. And she has direct contact with these things. And people right. don't believe in medium, so that, that makes that all crazy. But it is what it is. Yeah, no no kidding. No. So it's a, it's a tough field. It is a tough field. And it's a tough field that very few people get paid for. No, yeah. And no. they still put up with the abuse. And that's kind of the other thing with the Ohio thing. The Ohio thing was going to be an expensive trip. It was, it was, and I don't mind, I didn't mind paying the 250 for the table because right. we're going to be there. We're in, you know, doing this, that, but 250, uh, Gas alone now would have been over three hundred and fifty dollars to go out and back. Yeah, yeah. Um, hotel actually wasn't bad when I got down to to, to four nights, but it still it's an expense. It was still was going to be three and change for the hotel, which yeah. I thought wasn't bad for for four nights. Um, and then we would have had food and stuff around out there. And then there's always unexpected stuff. Food's even gone up. I mean, you can't oh, yeah. you can't get you can't get an eat-out meal for less than 15, 20 bucks a person now. 
And some of the times that's fucking McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, you know what yeah, I'm saying? I refuse it's to crazy. pay that kind of money McDonald's. I won't you know, McDonald's. You know, so, you know, we were looking at an expensive trip, and I just said, you know what? We don't. I'll eat the 250. It's actually, I'll take that loss now versus. <laughs> Coming back from this whole thing, being tired, exhausted, bitchy. freaking bitchy, yep. and being out a grand yep. when it's all said and done, and you know having things I gotta pay that yep. I bought food and <laughs> a book when I was out there. Right, right. So, so you know, it's it would have been fun at the it was at the pen the uh, reformatory in Ohio. At some point, we'll get back out there if we get a chance, but right now it's not gonna happen. But um, that's okay. Yeah, it is okay. Yeah. It is okay because you know what? We're not one of the ones getting paid money. We're not. Right. You know, no one's covering our expenses. Right. Um, even the ones that are getting money in this field. Um, a lot of times, you know, the the ghost hunters when they they were getting paid. I mean, they were getting. I mean, at the time, it wasn't a bad wage. They were getting fifteen dollars an hour when they were filming, which back then wasn't bad. Right. But that's all they got. Yeah. That's all they got, and. You know, those things are still being run. Some of the yeah. original, I mean, they're rebranding the original shows as, you know. Yeah, this, that, uh, yeah, yeah. Taps revisited, and they're, they're rebroadcasting these shows, racking up more royalties for whoever yeah, and what, when and, they play them. And this is what made, you know, uh, Seinfeld so rich, by the way. Oh, he yeah. was the first one to say, no, no, I get the royalties. Yeah. You know, and that made him... <laughs> Almost a billionaire at this point. Yeah. I mean, he's like eight hundred million, five hundred million, something crazy like that off the royalties. You know, he was the first one to say, "No, no, we're going to do this a little bit different." And in the music field, the first person to do it, believe it or not, was Garth Brooks. He said, "No, no, um, we're going to do things a little bit different this time." Yes, I, yeah, so. I can believe that. Yeah. So, true so, stories. True you know, stories. And again, don't you know? Th- just because they're a name on television or a celebrity or they got, you know, credits on the International Movie Database. Right. Hell, Lonnie's got credits on the International right. Movie Database because movies that she's been in played small parts. Um, don't let it dissuade you. If, if you you think differently than Jason Hawes or Nick Goff or whoever, you know, man, make, they have them prove you wrong. Just because just they've been doing it. You know, we always joke. We always joke about you know, ghost hunters that you know they get two knocks and a whistle. And they're having a good. They're having a good night. Yeah. You know. Um, they don't. You know, but they don't use. They don't. They rarely do they ever use mediums and things like that. And I think that's part of it too. I think. Again, our theory is that if you don't have something there drawing them in. You're not going to get a lot of activity. Yeah, and I think the medium aspect of it is really what made Paranormal State so popular. I loved that show. That was one of my favorite shows. Paranormal State? Yeah, yeah, I would not miss an episode. I was hooked, line, and sinker. Chip Coffee! Love Chip. Gay motherfucker, don't Looking, matter. Love him anyway. Local celeb. Yeah, no, yeah. But, and I'll, you know, all joking aside, uh, Chip is obviously a very gifted individual. He is. Um, and uh, I just, I loved watching the man. And, uh, you know, he, he got better over the years. I mean, he knew how to play the camera and play the, play the drama. You know, yeah. he knew how to play his role. But at the same time, he brought, um, he, he was the real deal, I think. He is the real deal. So I think he is. And I think, I think he is. And I think sometimes, 
the longer <laughs> the longer these folks are exposed to the commercial end of the business, I think is when they start sometimes compromising. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What they are. They sometimes they get a little more dramatic and all of a sudden there's a little more there's a little more possessions going on and, a, and things like that that a, you just can't say, okay, this is over the top. There's an individual within the Bigfoot community who shall name remain nameless. Um, I've worked with him. We'll leave it at that. And he is notorious <laughs> for this dramatic bullshit and his documentaries. And he's had some ton of documentaries. Some of them are on Netflix, some of them are on Hulu. Um, he has contracts with these different, you know, uh, services, and they carry. He's a millionaire now because of the stuff he's right. done in the Bigfoot, you know, field. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's and he's older now, and he can't get out in the field anymore. He's he's got some issues. I mean, he's much older. Um, but uh, I can't I can't take any. I I wasn't a. F- I, w- I didn't like working with him because he had such a big ego, and I you know it's it's funny. There's certain people I like, but I know if I if I had to hang out with them, I'd want to kill them. I would say Donald Trump might be one of them because their ego would drive me up to fuck a wall. And this is the, how it was with this particular individual. I'm like, Jesus, this, this fucking guy, I'm, I'm fucking punch him. You know, I mean, like I was at that point a couple of times. I'm gonna knock this fucker out. And uh, I never would. He was right, an older right, guy, right. but that's the thought running through my right. head. You know, and he just an egotistical son of a bitch. But got to give the guy credit because he. He did real research when he was younger, and he got older. He's like, "Fuck this! This is no money in this. I know how to make money off of this." And he became a showsman, right? You know, and oh, yeah. he put documentaries together himself sure. and made it dramatic and knew how to cut the scenes just right. And boom, off to the off to the, the bank he's running. You know, so good for you. <laughs> good for you. And I think too. Keep in mind, a lot of this stuff's entertainment. Um, we're never finding Bigfoot. That was <laughs> that was a great show. Yeah. A lot of stuff's entertainment, and sometimes they do a real good job. Sometimes they do a real good job, and then they just go for that one little bit of extra that you're saying, "Fucking really, <laughs> really, that just happened." Um, I know a lot of never got watching. Uh, God, mind, mind. Set mind. Yeah, you're good with this. You write this shit down. Yeah, I know. I really didn't write this down. <laughs> but anyways, um, two, three guys, they go out and they do investigations. And, and initially, we were looking at some of their older stuff. And it's like, yeah, these guys have got, right. you know. And then there was one episode. They're in this house and, you know, they hear a noise. And they, they're looking around, looking around. Camera goes around, spins. And there's eight chairs <laughs> stacked up. On a table in some odd geometric shape. Hard to believe yeah. that would fucking happen and that they would still be standing there. Like, well, let's review the footage. Oh, oh no, there we are. <laughs> and it wasn't there. And then, and so now we're looking for like the edit. Right. Well, I, we're not going to see the edit. These guys right. obviously know what the fuck they're doing. <sighs> Again, not saying it didn't happen. Right. But the reaction is not normal. But I got to tell you. I'm pretty, I'm reserved to the point that I I can't run. So if there's a loud noise or there's something charging him, I hear footsteps running to me and I can't see anybody, I hear the footsteps, 
I'm not going to try to run these things. I'm just going to hope for the fucking best. <laughs> hope I survive. Bigfoot, I told you, I'm just, I'm just bait. Yeah. Yeah. I'm there to make sure you can hopefully get away yeah, right. and get to the car. You <laughs> know, because yeah, yeah, basically, <laughs> I'm the fucking hors d'oeuvre for this fucking thing. So, you know, um, so that was one. And there was they did another one where, you know, they're filming and their friends upstairs and he gets knocked down and just seems to get dragged across the floor. <laughs> Mm, okay, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, not brave. I just know I'm fat and can't run. And I'll just take whatever I take. But if somebody just dragged my ass across the floor, I'd be a little freaked out about the whole thing. Saying I'm gonna get up and walk. If it doesn't come, right. if I can get out there before it kills me, we're out of here. <laughs> you know. Um, so it's fun to watch, but then they go that little bit extra and it's just like, yeah and they go overboard like, oh god guys you had me believing yeah you had me believing yeah. you were doing good work yeah. and then you did the reverse pyramid <laughs> with the chairs oh no <laughs> I mean there's some good stuff out there uh, I know I've talked about the, I call them the kids uh, Destination Fear they're three younger people right uh, and uh, I think they've gathered some good stuff they go out to a location and their, their big catch is that at some point during the investigation, they have to pick a spot and go there for the rest of the night and sleep right. by themselves. Right. Um, sometimes I think that's a little crazy, but and then they then they try to one-up each other on how to make it more scary. Like, we're taking away your flashlights. So you right. Get, you know, and I was like, guys, you're getting a little, <laughs> getting a little dangerous with this shit. <laughs> but um, I think they do some good stuff. Uh, Jack Osborne, Ozzy's boy. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh, Katrina Wieldman, uh, they do portals to hell, and uh, they do some. They do some interesting. They get some interesting uh, stuff, and then they did a, a theater down in Savannah, Georgia, and uh, crazy footage that the people down there had captured. Like there's a something dark shadow comes through the door, hmm. and keeps moving across the top balcony. That was kind of interesting. Oh, shit. (laughs) You know, and then, you know, they do, you know, again, they do the ghost box sessions and things like that. And they're getting relevant things coming through and um, names, you know, uh, they were doing a session and it asked for, what was the guy's name? Alex or something. It it wasn't a common name, but it was one of the guys that had been there investigating before. Mm -hmm. It It was a local. And uh, he was actually one of the ones that they knew. And they called him. said, can you come down and just ask for you by name? Hmm. You know, so, again, it's interesting going with the... And Lion and I are probably the, the biggest skeptics actually when it comes down to someone else's work. And we're, we're ready to... Mystery Theater 3000, these people, when we're watching the show. But, uh... If you know what that is, Google it, and you'll figure out that we're there to poke fun and poke holes in it and enjoy it and still believe it at the same time. But So, I guess my whole my whole rant in the last, whatever it is, 41 minutes, is just, <laughs> if this is something you like and you enjoy, then like it and enjoy it. Don't, don't get so serious and wrapped up in it that you can't take a little criticism, you can't take a little heat, you can't take a little, you know, questioning on what you did. 
and don't get so wrapped up in it that you believe everything you see in here. Right, exactly. Yeah. Because it may be, it may be, you know, the metal grate in the window. That may be what you heard. Uh, it could be, you know, whatever it is. Someone whispering that, you know, didn't realize it was talking. I mean, these, these audio, these tape these digi- especially digital tape recorders, just pick up every little. Yeah, I have one. Sound. I have a one you we get that. Well, the Taz came one. Yes, that's what I got. That's just that's just crazy. That's yeah. just that's like recording studio quality, yeah. and it just picks up every little sound. So even if someone's like, you know, two numbskulls and whispering to each other in the corner, all of a sudden you're picking up these <laughs> these voices <laughs> and Mutt and Jeff fucking having a conversation about whatever. So you, you got some Bigfoot stuff? Yeah, yeah, and you can have fun with it. You with, with, you oh, absolutely. Fun, you know, like. I think Bobo um, from Never Finding Bigfoot took me off his Facebook page. He had he had posted this thing where he said, you know, share your your best Bigfoot hunting techniques. Oh my God! So yeah, everyone's posting different things. You know, a lot of good ideas, actually. I was like, wow, this, this is pretty good shit. I never thought about this one. And I had to be the one wife's ass, and I said, well, you should take my wife without with me, and I tie her up to a tree, and I hope for the best. Leave her there naked, you know, tied to a tree. Yeah. So anyway, um, everyone else thought it was funny, you know. Nah. No, no, not Bobo. No, no. So okay, uh, it's getting on to the Bigfoot um, stuff. So just over the border uh, in Dixon City, which is uh, oh, outside. I, I used to work there. I used to right. So this is October. Co-manager Walmart. I was a yeah. co-manager at uh, Kmart. Really? Yeah. So yeah. up on top of the hill. Did you ever hit with a boulder? Did you ever get hit with the boulder? No, no, your Walmart did, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was uh, had, uh, target practice. You would have thought Bigfoot was from that boulder. Yeah, my, uh, my ex-wife actually was there when they were setting that store up. Yeah. 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 So she actually boulder. she was actually in a boulder. massive car accident. Our car got totaled down there. Really? And she had to be brought back by mm-hmm. um, Micah. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not making this up. Right? Okay. So, anyway. Uh, October 22nd, 2003, Dixon City. After returning from a shopping trip for supplies... Two men returned to their camp to find a seven-foot-tall, 500-pound, chestnut-colored-hair-covered creature resting near a tree. As the men approached, the creature stood up and hid behind trees. After it discovered it was still being seen, it walked off quickly into the forest. So that happened in 2003 in the city. All right, fall of 1964, near the city of Lopez, Pennsylvania. Oh, by the way, this is going to be all Pennsylvania tonight. And I have literally at least 150 reports. A man was scouting for deer on his property. Uh, as he was walking, he heard sounds of rocks being moved and thrown around violently. The rocks sounded quite large. The man moved in for a closer look and sighted a very large, dark-haired, covered animal running away on two legs. A week prior, the man discovered several large footprints. Yeah. Okay, Potter County. This is where I spend a lot of time every year. In fact, I'll be spending time this summer. Potter County. Yep, June 28, 2002, near Cross Forks. Now, this is awesome because I ride my four-wheelers on the back roads and mm. through trails in these areas. Nice. And it's a spooky area because this is like, this is like Adirondack-type woods here, you know, the, this terrain. <clears throat> While standing on a pipeline, a man witnessed two creatures cross the pipeline. One creature stood seven to eight foot tall, covered in dark grayish brown hair. The smaller creature followed behind and stood about three foot tall, covered in dark hair. Could see the arm swinging as the creature walked. Um, March 2000, Galton, again, another town that I'm in all the time. 
two men camping hear strange cries and vocalizations. And again, this is a huge area. Like, mm-hmm. all places to camp here. You can pour off the fucking side of the road and camp. Alright, uh, February 1994, a group of snowmobilers were, were just finishing break when they noticed two upright Bigfoot creatures. It appeared to be a male and a female walking across the field away from the witnesses. The female creature fell, and the male helped it up, and the creatures walked off out of sight. This is actually, there's more to this. There was actually uh, seven people in the group that saw this. Hmm. Um, I think there was two females, and the rest were male, and, you know, five or six machines. Um, True story. Uh, April 1970. Uh, On the first day of trout season, witness sees a dark-colored figure standing in the field watching a fisherman at the creek. Creature did not move, but the winds could see hair covering the creature blowing in the breeze. And this is right around the same area, right in Potter County. Tioga County, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Tioga County, though. It's not that far. It's closer than Potter County is. Okay. All right, so this is Mansfield, and it's about an hour from here. It's uh, Sounds familiar. Uh, an hour and two minutes drive. Mansfield? I've been checking stuff like this, yeah. While camping, a man hears loud, screaming vocalizations coming from the wooded area around the campsite. That was it for Tiger County. I had more than that. Okay. <laughs> Bradford County, which is right next door to yes, Tiger yes. County, uh, near Wyalusing. Wyalusing. Uh, yeah, again, that's about an hour drive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, while walking on state game lands near a dam, a man finds a set of unusually large tracks in the mud. Now, I know where these state game lands are, and I know where this dam is. So this is on my to-do list. They may even be on my to-do list this weekend or the following Oh, weekend. nice. Yeah. Uh, May 2001. Near Wallowsing, a man hiking in the game lands near Wallowsing, PA, hears rustling in the woods, and an unknown animal follows the man from the woods to his car, stalking him. <clears throat> April 25, 2002, Tawanda. A couple driving along Close Route 20, 20, uh, 220 near Tawanda witnessed a large bipedal creature standing along the side of the road. A re- upon returning to the area, the creature was gone. August 27, 28, 29, 2000, near Wallowsing. <clears throat> With activity reported in the area, uh, a local uh, Bigfoot group traveled to the area to explore the area and look for evidence. On August August 27th, uh, at the game lands, uh, members reported hearing unusual hooting, vocalizations, erroning, and exiting the game lands. Members also hear heavy breathing coming from a wooded area near a dam. Again, the same dam. Uh, August 28th, two members uh, are approached by an unseen animal. They hear uh, unusual mumbling, grunting sounds, and heavy footfalls. No creature is sighted. August 28th, at at night, at the same locations, uh, heavy wood strikes on a tree in a field behind the researchers. Uh, Search the area during daylight reveals no evidence. March 14, 2001. The same man as the report from May 5th, 2001, which is the very first one we rode, uh, red, here's a series of hoots and then something again following them as they were leaving the woods. Same area with the dam. Uh, July 2000 near Wyalusing. While mowing a field, a man observes a large hair-covered creature spying him from the forest edge. After turning off the mower, the creature turns and walks back into the forest. Uh, July 2000 near Tawanda. While home alone, a woman hears strange grunting and breathing noises outside her home. Here's lumber being thrown around the yard. Upon checking the following morning, she finds the lumber replaced back in the original pile. 
the Bigfoot may have felt bad about scaring the poor lady. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a little odd, but yeah. okay. October 26, 2000. A man archery hunting near Warren Center mm-hmm. uh, had just finished gutting his deer. He heard strange, very hoarse scream-type vocalizations as he finished. He left the woods to satisfy his curiosity to return the next day to find the gut pile completely gone and 15-inch by 6-inch wide impressions in the ground. Footprints. All right. November 2000. Canton, Pennsylvania. A man hunting claimed he heard noises coming from pine trees below him. You could hear something walking near a tree. He looked to see something large and brown in color moving. He could see the back of the hind end of the creature, but no tail like a deer. He waited 10 minutes and walked to a fallen log. He found no animal and no tracks in the snow. He, he was convinced what he saw was not a deer. Well, I would hope so. Tawanda, January 13, 1980. Witnesses found 17 by 7.5 five-toed footprints in the snow. There was a 5-foot, 9-inch span between the bipedal tracks. That's a big gate. Uh, Lacoming County, Lacoming County sightings. Mm-hmm. Look Say that fast. September 25th, 2005. Lady from Muncie, Pennsylvania, has strange encounters around her home and surrounding area. Rocks were thrown at her, followed by bipedal movement and heavy brush breaking. Uh, also early one morning, her garbage can was picked up and moved to an area in the woods. Lid was removed. However, no garbage was scattered to indicate bear activity. July 1st, 2005. Uh, why? Dumping stone at an old camping area, a man witnessed two Bigfoots in the rearview mirror and catched a glimpse of one running across the road. Sudden occurred near Route 87 along Loyal Sock Creek near the Pheasant Farm. Closest town was Barbers. Okay, August 3rd, 1997, Big Run area. One mile up from the Susquehanna River, two miles from River Road. Two hikers witnessed a Sasquatch while hiking in the woods. Okay. To, uh, July 20th, 2001, Cameron County, uh, near Grove Run, Pennsylvania. A man was sleeping in his campsite when he was awoken at 3.15 a.m. He heard heavy football, footfalls of an animal coming down the hillside towards his campsite. The animal walked between the witness and the campfire. The witness saw the animal was eight feet tall creature covered in glistening long black hair and walked on two legs like a human. No features were visible. The arms hung to its knees. It also heard the creature making heavy breathing sounds. The creature continued down the hill towards the creek and disappeared in the dark darkness. Although man did not feel threatened, he did feel the creature was still around and watching him in the darkness. I would have shit in my pants personally, but that's me. 1977 near Kettle Creek Park, another area underlying, so I want to go here. While camping at a hunting camp, several men heard a loud thump on the cabin porch. The men see a large-haired covered creature walk across the porch uh, to the door and begin pushing and cooking on the, kicking on the door to gain entry. After a few minutes, the creature ran off towards the outhouse. A few minutes later, he must have to take a shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the men hear a loud piercing scream. The next day, as the men traveled to town for supplies, one of the men saw the creature following the truck about 75 yards away. When the truck stopped, the creature hid from sight. Now, Kettle Creek, um, this is probably a 20-minute ATV ride from where I ATV. In fact, where I ATV, I'm within probably eight miles of this area when I get to my farthest point south. So it's just it's just interesting. Coma Township, Pennsylvania, September 10th, 1982. A male witnessed 
while a male witness was driving to work during the daylight hours when he observed a seven-foot-tall hairy creature cross the road in front of him. It crossed Truman Boulevard in four steps and walked up the hillside. The witness estimated the creature weighed around 400 pounds, had no neck, with long black hair and a elongated head. No physical evidence in the area was found. August 25, 1980, South Fork, again I've been there, a male witnessed a seven-foot-tall, sulfur-smelling hairy creature. This sighting occurred in the vicinity of several abandoned coal mines. Uh, Coleman Township again, August 24, 1980. Late at night, the witness heard growling and storing outside their window. Next morning, they found two large five-toed footprints nearby. Uh, that was submitted by Paul Johnson and Stan Gordon. Uh, they used to have a website. Stan Gordon has been in a lot of UFO documentaries, Bigfoot documentaries. I'm not sure if he's still around. I think he is. But like anything with Catsbury, he's been on there. Um, you know, History Channel, he's been on there. He's a very well-known uh, paranormal investigator. Uh, they used to have a website. I can't remember what it's called now, but it's no longer active. All right. Elk County sightings. Again, I'll be in Elk County uh, this summer. Uh, night, uh, August 5th, 1992, near the state game lands. Again, I know where this is. The sighting occurred late evening. Three male campers heard strange high-pitched vocalizations. Now, if you'll notice, there's a reoccurring theme. Mm -hmm. High-pitched. Right. Well, this is what I heard. High-pitched. Mm -hmm. Although, it was, it, was, uh, it was a male. My, I can tell you, definitely a male in my situation. <laughs> In the flashlight beam, one of the campers saw legs of a hairy bipedal creature. The creature had six to eight inches of long, glistening black hair. One of the witnesses tried to take a picture with a flash camera. The flash apparently scared the creature because it ran uphill. It sounded if the creature, as if the creature stood on a plateau above them and started screaming. It appeared if another creature was screaming back at the first creature. The vocalizations were loud, high-pitched, and drawn out. They tried to take another picture. Both attempts were unsuccessful. Uh, but they could see red eyes reflected in the flash. The witnesses climbed into the truck, and from the truck they observed one bipedal creature cross in front of them where the campfire was. That would be an indication to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> Clarendon County. Uh, du Bois, Pennsylvania, July 2003. A mother and son heard, on many occasions, loud bellowing-type sound coming from the woods. Strange odors were also uh, smelled. A large, heavy animal was heard walking through the woods at night, breaking branches and making a lot of noise as it walked. Near Clearfield, Pennsylvania, July 5th, 2003. It was late in the evening when the witness heard large, loud garbled sounds, grunting and heavy breathing. It was also a very foul stench in the air. Our five English setters, dogs, were all on their pens, all in their pens hiding. Uh, they would not come out of their pens to see what was going on. September 2nd, 2002, Rock Rockton Mountain near Kelly Cellar Road. Uh, Bigfoot member hears heavy footfalls, branches breaking, and rock is thrown at the group. No tracks were found, no animal sighted. July, June 2002, Rockton Mountain again. Members discovered several three-toed tracks, three-toed, along Route 322 between Clearfield and Boyce. I know where that is. September 22nd, 2001, two men at out deer spotting, uh, sighted two creatures walking down the gas line off Kelly Cellar Road, uh, uh, Rockton Mountain. They also report hearing baby crying vocalizations. Uh, now, what's interesting about almost all those reports I just read, the past five, they're all in the same area, mm -hmm. you know, in, in the same, uh, within the same year and a half, two years. Mm -hmm. So it's just very interesting. Uh, August 5th, 2002 men hiking in the wooded area near Rockton Mountain. Again, sixth report from the same area. Uh, claim to see a reddish-brown object standing upright. It appears the creature is watching them from behind a tree. 
One witness takes a photo. The photo shows something large and reddish brown, but it's too difficult to determine what it is due to the distance away. All right, again, May 2001, north of Clearfield, Rockton Mountain. Uh, Richard, researcher Scott, I'm not going to say his last name, witnesses a large black colored creature run away from him on two legs after he investigated rustling in the brushes while hiking. Uh, Jesus Christ, there's a lot there. This is a place to go. March, this is, uh, by the way, first time I'm actually reading these. Okay. You know, I downloaded all this information today, so this is the first attempt I've got to actually look through Incoming this. Incoming message. Um, I don't know what the hell that was. No. Okay, doesn't matter. All right, man driving in Clearfield on Route 153 watches seven-foot-tall brown-colored creature cross road in front of his car. That was March 2001. September 2000. Again, same area, Clearfield, Rockton Mountain, two reachers, uh Discovered 19-inch track close to sighting location where women view creature inside of the road. December 2000, Cornsville, Corn, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. A woman driving a bus near the town of Kernsville watches a seven-foot-tall, hair-colored creature cross the road in front of her school bus while on her way to pick up children. Clearfield County, November 2000. Uh, men changing tire on side of the road. Hear strange screams and yells coming from the woods on both sides of the road. Uh, they leave car and say, fuck this, I'm out here. They did. I'm just making that up. But they did hear the noises and the screams. Uh, August 2000, uh, near Clearfield, Rockton Mountain again. My God. Women driving home late at night with a small, gray, black colored creature sitting up against a guardrail. As the woman slowed down, her creature stood up on two legs and stepped out of the guardrail and walked down the embankment into the forest. Fall of 1999, near Penfield. A man sitting quietly in the woods uh, when he heard sounds of an animal approaching behind him. He turned to see a tall, hair-covered creature walking towards him. The creature stopped within 60 yards of the man and ran off in the opposite direction. The creature stood uh, approximately 7 foot tall, weighed around 400 pounds. It was covered in black hair. This time, the man did run walk back to his car. All right. <laughs> December 1991, near Penfield. A hunter sights a shadowy dark figure in the woods while hunting near Penfield water supply. He also smelled a foul odor like decaying flesh. 1985, near Du Bois Reservoir. Two young couples were hiking near the reservoir. They decided to stop and build a campfire, campsite in a fire. The two women excused themselves to go to the bathroom. While in the woods, they heard movement and began to smell rotten egg smell. Uh, they quickly returned to camp and told the two men. The two men told them they probably heard a deer. After a while, it was dark and the fire was going. The couple began to hearing heavy footfalls around the campsite but could not see animal or the human responsible. The couples decided to pack up the camp, extinguish the fire, and leave. Whatever was making the heavy footfalls around the campsite followed them back to the car. The couples got into the car, uh, turned on the headlights. In the beams of the headlights, they saw a large hairy creature standing 20 feet, 25 feet away. It stood 7 to 8 feet tall, was covered in reddish-brown hair. The creature had an oval-shaped head, wide mouth, and ape-like flat nose. The arms and chest appeared powerful. The stare down lasted several minutes until it, it was interrupted by a loud piercing scream that came from the woods. The creature ran back into the woods and the couples, the couples fled the area. <laughs> Good choice. A woman, okay, a summer 1983 near Mafai, a woman riding at her ATV, well, at that time an ATC, uh, at a strip mine claimed she spied a creature sitting on a ridge watching her. As she approached, the creature got up and walked into the woods atop the ridge strip mine. As she drove... To the wooded area atop the strip mine, she discovered several partially eaten turkeys. As some animal had took large bites out of them, she found huge human-like footprints near the dead turkeys. Now, she's got to be one brave SOB because driving towards it, 
It doesn't seem like a real logical thing to do. But, eh, whatever. January 12, 1977. Kerwinsville again. It was cold with snow on the ground. At 4 a.m., the witness heard his dog barking fiercely. The witness found 18 by 12-inch footprints with either five or four or five toes made by a bipedal creature. He tracked the creature in the snow for about 150 feet before it disappeared into thin air. Hmm. Interesting. Indian County country, uh, sightings. Now, as I'm going through this, the more, uh, the farther you go southwest in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. okay, southwest, mm-hmm. like a diagonal, uh, well, like a diagonal way, mm-hmm. the more the sightings increase. You know, so the closer you get to the Ohio border, All right. the more the sightings increase. So southwest direction, way more sightings on uh, the west side of Pennsylvania than the east side. They're just quadruple. Um, a family reports hearing strange localizations in their mobile home park. Uh, 1998, the family heard sounds outside their mobile home and went to investigate. Upon approaching the source of the, the sounds, an unknown animal let out a heavy wet, wet growl. I don't know what that means. The two men fled the scene uh, in the fall of 1999. A loud, deep moan came from the wooded area above the mobile home park. Um, there was a Bigfoot group investigated and found no evidence. Uh, the wooded area above the park, which it says here, was also searched as a park and wildlife, uh, wildlife res- uh, reservation. Tracks of human dogs, deer were found, but no signs of a large wildlife uh, were discovered. Um, maybe they had too much drink in that trailer park that night, who knows. Mm-hmm. December 1st, 1992, Prush Valley, Pennsylvania. This sighting area was near an abandoned mining town. Uh, the area is rural, wooded, with strip mines and other old mines. The witnesses heard a seven to eight foot tall brownish red colored bipedal creature. It was walking about 50 yards from the witness. The creature emitted an odor like sewage or sulfur like smell. The witness shot at the creature but missed. He only saw the back of the creature head and that it had an ape-like appearance. The arms were long but not below the knee. Interesting. Uh, October or November 1990 uh, around Ruttington Township. This sighting took place in an area where there are caves and ponds. A young high school student was asleep in his trailer when he was awoken just after dawn by a noise in the back porch. He climbed out of bed and walked to the kitchen door where he peered out the window. The witness saw a hairy, chocolate-brown-colored, ape-like creature standing in the porch. The creature was looking on the porch at the buckets and other items that were there. It had long, muscular arms and legs, a high brow ridge, and cone-shaped head. Uh, the eyes were dark brown color and had small flattened nose on its face. The face had black wrinkled skin partially covered in, with hair. The witness didn't notice a mouth or any teeth. His porch measured six and a half feet and the creature's head was within a few inches of the top. He didn't see un, uh, didn't notice any unusual order, or, odors. After a minute or so, the creature jumped from the porch and ran into the woods where it disappeared. As it was running, the creature was swinging its arms like a human jogging, jogger would. Interesting. October 7th, 1989, around 3 p.m. near Homer City, Pennsylvania. Uh, four men were driving along Route 56 in rural Indiana County. According to one of the witnesses, in the back seat, their car nudged a small rise on a two-lane, and the patcher saw a tall, hairy creature step from the right side across the road in two strides. The creature was erect, walking by pedal at at least eight foot tall and completely covered with dark brown hair. The creature never re- uh, turned to look at the automobiles, so the witnesses only observed it uh, in profile. As a result, no one saw any facial detail. The creature's head was round and also completely covered with dark hair. 
one of the witnesses stated it didn't have any heavy it didn't have a heavy chest or stomach it was slim in stature and perhaps a bent over a little at the waist the strange thing uh, they observed was the way it walked in a stiff-legged and stiff-armed manner uh, it didn't seem like it bent its knees or elbows even though it was taking tremendous strides after pulling the car to the side of the road the passengers climbed out of the vehicle and ran to where the creature disappeared the area, however, was covered with thick foliage, and the witnesses were unable to view the creature again. Uh, there was no detectable odor associated with the encounter. Now, as you can see, these reports were taken by uh, Bigfoot investigators. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can pick up the terminology that's being used, right. you know, but they're hurting, hitting certain things, odor, this, you know, mm-hmm. bipedal, blah, blah, blah. Uh, January 1973, Johannesburg, Pennsylvania. No creature was sighted. A man walking his dog in the woods was heard a large... Number of a number of large footprints footprints around high tension wires. Uh, September thirteenth, nineteen seventy three, a woman observed a huge black creature sitting on an apple barrel on her porch eating apples. Her son fired twice at the creature as it ran into the woods. Get the gun, Junior. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. that. <laughs> We're gonna get ourselves a Bigfoot. We're gonna be millionaires. Yeah. Good vittles. <laughs> All right, uh, September 3rd, 1973, a woman observed a slumped-over bipedal hairy creature that was walking with long strides. September 2nd, 1973, a man saw a gray-haired creature walking with a uh, stride three times that of a human. Now we're with the Jefferson County Sardines. Uh, August 2000, near Knoxdale, Pennsylvania, a woman ran out for a drive and witnessed a six- to seven-foot-tall creature walk in front of a car. July 2000, near Reynoldsville, a couple was hiking in the woods. At Gameland, she decided to take a break and rest in a fallen log. So they sat there, heard a noise come from 75 yards away. They turned to look and saw something stand up on two legs. The man yelled, but got no response. They described the creature as standing six and a half to seven feet tall, weighing between five to 600 pounds, and covered in black hair. The creature stared at the couple before walking into the woods. October 1988, near Lanny, Pennsylvania. I'm sure I just murdered that. A family sitting along a country road spotting a uh, deer. Uh, a family sitting along a country road, spotting deer sight. I don't know what that means. Uh, believed to be. Uh, I'm gonna skip that one because it doesn't make no fucking sense. All right. Buxatani. Yeah. Yeah, but the report itself that's, is fucked up. Sorry. That's where the gopher lives. Ah, no shit. Did it sees a shadow. Yeah. Well, he did until he died, but. Huh. I'm just saying. Oh, is that the town that's in the uh, that movie? Yeah, well, I don't know if it's the actual... Yeah, it's, it's what it's modeled after. It is. After. That's where it's... Fox is yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what it's modeled after. That's I, don't why know, it, yeah. I don't know if that's the actual town no, they in the movie, no, but... No, probably not, but it's... it's yeah, 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 yeah. Groundhog Day. All right, yeah. Yeah, That's anyway. it, Groundhog Day. Yeah. Okay, December 1994, Big Run Creek, bordering Jefferson, Indian County. During the buck season, 1994, along Big Run Creek, several hunters observed two bipedal creatures. At the time, it was uh, raining heavily. The large creature was dirty brown in color, while the smaller creature was dirty white. They were both walking along Big Run Creek when the larger creature threw a large log in the creek, making a splash. The hunters were about 100 yards from creatures when the sighting occurred. October 88, near Puxalani. A family sitting along a country road spotting deer sight. Again, it's the same one. I must have double. Yeah, whatever. Fall of 1971, near Reynoldsville. Several men were hunting in the wooded, swampy area uh, when they, uh, the camp... Uh, Oh, they're in a series of large human-like creatures. 
And when uh, and they came upon, uh, I don't know how camp got in there. Uh, they came upon a series of large human-like tracks. After discovering the tracks, the group continued walking through the woods. But as they walked, they felt like they were being watched. Towards late afternoon, the group split up and agreed to meet back at the vehicles. This is where things went bad. Uh, <laughs> when they were meeting up near the vehicles later on, one of the men turned and saw what looked like a tall man covered in hair about 15 yards away watching them. The creature had very long arms and was swaying side to side. Now, this is a... The swaying side to side is another thing that's been reported a lot when humans come in close contact with these creatures. Mm -hmm. um, apes will do that. They'll sway. Yeah. You know, so it's interesting ape-like behavior. And I, I always found these little indicators with apes uh, fascinating. Um, the stare down lasted a few minutes before the creature ran into the woods. Um... I had seen a video, and I'm trying to find it on YouTube so I can share it on my Bigfoot page. But it's a, it's a, it's an ape video, and what it has is someone, you know, the ape researchers put up mm -hmm. cameras, trail cams, right, right. to catch the apes in the natural habitat. Well, the apes, one of the apes finds the camera, and he moves the camera so his child, his little ape, mm -hmm. can go through the area without being threatened. Ah, this, this is apes. Oh, yeah. They're doing this shit. So people are like, well, you got all these trail camps out there and you never catch these things. Well, and then the reason I wanted to post that video, I'm like, well, hey, here's a goddamn ape figuring out what this thing is and it could be a danger to his kid and he's moving the fucking camera. It's an ape. Well, yeah. You know? <laughs> so they're smarter than we're giving them credit for I mean, there's that ape Lucy there, you know, with, what, 180 words in fucking sign language. language. Yeah. That's more than I know in sign language. Well, that's true. You know, and that's pretty fucked up, because I live with a deaf person. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, right, yeah. Um, just listen to the stories, and, you know, I just, I find it interesting that there isn't more confrontations. Like, there really isn't. Like, you hear the stories of the, you know, Bigfoots are throwing rocks and boulders and making noise, making ruckus. Right, right. But, like, the one story, you know, something was kicking at the door. I gotta think, if a Bigfoot kicks your door, it's opening. Right. <laughs> I mean, these are, these are, these are well-built structures. Right, right. Your cabins in the woods, these, that, or if they slam into the door or I just I think they're just trying to again just trying to keep things safe like if they can keep the fucking hairless fucking monkeys right afraid of them right <laughs> then they won't they don't have a lot to lot to fear from yeah. them per se I mean well on the east coast they're not they're they're not aggressive like I said before right. there's a big difference in aggression level and on the East Coast, they're not as aggressive as the West Coast Bigfoots. And another thing that, like the Bigfoots do, they, you know, they throw rocks at people, they throw boulders, mm -hmm. they throw logs, they bang on trees, they, they make ruckus to scare you. That's that's a very... Another animal species does that. The only other animal species that does it, like humans fucking with people, are apes. Apes will pick up yeah. rocks and throw them at people, and it's the market territory. Right. Keep them out of fucking territory. And this is the same thing the Sasquatch behavior shows. This is our fucking territory. Get the fuck out of here. We don't want you here. You know, it's so like even even in the West Coast, are there are there actually documented 
attack, like attacks, like shark attack. Is there actual documented cryptid attacks? Yeah, but and there's few, but there's a shitload of missing people. <laughs> okay, a shitload in so high there. Bigfoot sighting areas. Okay. Let's go camping where, you know, five other campers disappeared and there's like a hundred fucking Bigfoot sightings. It's a good idea. <laughs> well, I guess that's what I'm saying. Just... I'm going to go hiking by myself but... today with no weapon, no nothing. I just think it's clever. I just ate bacon this morning. I, I just got some eggs on my fucking yeah, shirt. Yeah, I just... I'll <laughs> take a shower later. I don't know. I just... I got some jerky in my, my pocket. It's not covered, messing, wide open. Messing with Sasquatch. <laughs> I'll tell you what. That fucking big fucking takes a bite out of me. Either thigh. He's breaking a tooth. <laughs> breaking, breaking. He's going to need to see a dentist when he's all done. Because I don't care how big and strong he is. He's going to bite that titanium fucking hip on either side of my fucking leg. And... <laughs> He's hurting something. He's be howling for sure. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I agree. I just, I just, you know, even though there aren't a lot of them, there are shark attacks that are, you know, it's clear that this guy was attacked by a shark. Right. I'm not sure what makes it clear this guy was attacked by a shark. No, it's just people claiming much. they were, you know, right. foot smacked him upside the head and them flying and knocked unconscious or... You know, picked up and threw him across and, the, and the tree again. and broke eight ribs, you know. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> saying, when the shark attacks you, right. you know you've been attacked by yeah, the shark. Right, right. I'm just thinking, if Bigfoot's taking the time to get physical, <laughs> leave something. Leave a little love bite or some DNA or something. Scratch him, by God. Did you take... <laughs> Give him like a rape kit. <laughs> Hopefully he didn't get that far, but I'm just saying, I just I'm not done. I think this I do think this thing exists. I do think this thing exists. I just the fact that it's actual hard encounter evidence. I'm just saying. All right, Armstrong County sightings. Okay. March 8, 2004, Freeport, Pennsylvania. A man driving on a back road witnessed a tall, hair-covered figure standing on the left side of the road. As he approached within 70 yards of the creature, it crosses the road in three steps, steps over a three-foot-high guardrail without breaking its stride, and disappears down an embankment. The man states the face and chest area are lighter-colored than the rest of the animal. He also claims he discovered four-toed footprints uh, in the berm. May 2000. A back county road, a man driving along uh, home from work witnessed a Bigfoot-type creature cross the front of his car and enter the woods. He watched the creature walk in the woods. It looked back at him. The witness cried the face of a Neanderthal. So, you know, this one I had read before, um, and I have heard that terminology used before by people. So if you go on the internet and you look up the face of Neanderthal, you're going to get like 50 fucking different versions of it. Mm -hmm. So that was always frustrating for me. So there's a book called Tribal Bigfoot, okay, and I highly recommend everyone read it. Um, the guy that did the documentary Four One One, okay, okay, he he's the writer of these books. He's a massive Bigfoot researcher, and he's awesome. David Polias, I think, is his name is. Okay, um, he's a former police detective. He's retired. Okay, he was a murder investigator, mm -hmm. so he's highly trained in observation skills. 
And what he does is he brings in a forensic artist mm -hmm. for witnesses who actually saw the creature's face. And the drawings he gets is fascinating because the one thing that's common, so he may be in Washington State, you know, up towards the north side, and then he gets a drawing, and then he's down in Oregon State, you know, maybe the South Oregon or whatever in the mm -hmm. middle, and he gets a drawing, you know, from a witness, same forensic artist. Right. And the images match, or very close match. Right. I mean, it's obviously the same species. Um, and again, it, it kind of matches what one might think a Neanderthal looked like. So they took it one extra step. They said, what if we take the hair away and give a hair like a human? And holy shit, if it ain't a fucking Neanderthal, I don't know what is. So just a giant version of it. Just really fascinating, you know. Uh, January 22nd, 1996. Is that going to pop up on the audio? Not everything does with that. Okay, that's all right. Uh, this incident occurred a along uh, reality. Yeah, SR-1004, uh, and it was observed by a state trooper. The terrain was insulated, wooded, and hilly. Nearby, there is a stream, some cabins, and railroad tracks. It was a cold and rainy day with snow on the ground. Approximately temperature was around 40 degrees. A tall, hairy, bipedal creature stepped out of the woods and stopped briefly about 20 to 30 feet in front of the vehicle, looking at the approaching vehicle. It then crossed the road in front of the police vehicle and disappeared in the thicket of laurel bushes. The entire incident lasted about 10 seconds. The state trooper had an excellent view of the creature and saw him too. Uh, and it saw him too. There was only one creature and it stood 78 feet tall. The creature was brown to dark brown in color with long shaggy dog hair. The hair on the back was the darkest brown. The state trooper estimated it weighed about three to 400 pounds. The creature had a kind of pointy head with very pronounced forehead. Its face was hairy except near the eyes and the mouth area. It had almond-shaped eyes the size of quarters. The witness could not make out the color. A flat nose, normal mouth area, and lip area was tight. Uh, and the lip area was tight. It stood slightly stooped over with its shoulders dropped and a barrel-shaped chest. Shaped chest. No, new sounds, no unusual sounds were heard. No odors were detected. The state trooper got out of his car and found six footprints that human shape with five toes measuring 18 feet inches by six inches. No castings were made and no other evidence was found around the area. Now these are the best. Hunters and police officers, you know, people trained in observation skills are the, always the best reports, you know, mm -hmm. uh, for these creatures. Oh, yeah. uh, summer 1991, uh, Tarentum, a creature was spotted in the, uh, the witness's uh, vision. It was estimated to be eight to nine feet tall with long brown silver gray hair. The witness shot at it. <laughs> The sighting was about half a mile into the woods uh, from the witness's house at dusk. Um, to me, that's always been fucking kind of stupid, you know. Um, to shoot at it? Yeah, shoot at it. You're by yourself. Well, yeah. And you know, you I'll, better hope you fucking kill the thing if you hit it. Well, see, and that's... Yeah, <laughs> that's again, technically, the gun should scare it. After right. being, you know, at least not, you know, retards that squatch and runs towards the gun. But, <laughs> yeah, I just... There's an excellent video on YouTube, yeah. um, and it, the people who took it um, don't want to come out of hiding. Um, no one's claimed it's a fake. They said they faked it. But they're out. It's at night. They're coming back from someone's relative's house. It's a dirt road, and they hit a Bigfoot. And they hit him. And it's on the, it's got the dash cams. You can oh, see this really? shit. And in the rear mirror, you see this thing get up, and it's obviously pissed, and it's huge. 
I mean, you can see the size of this thing. It's no fucking around. This thing is coming towards the car, and you can you can hear their car start to say like, "Fuck, we're getting the fuck out of here." You know, they're gonna stop to see they yeah. got, they hit a bear, a bear. Right. But when they looked in the back, <laughs> see that thing barreling down the road towards them. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you can see the red light tail lights. You can see it enough of the creature. You're like, this thing is gigantic. It's just it's fascinating yeah, no, shit. No. Yeah. <laughs> is that on YouTube? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah. I'll find the video for you and I'll, I'll send yeah, it to you. Yeah, I want to see that. Yeah. And that's, and that's like, like, I would, if I wasn't scared shitless, I wouldn't, I don't know if there's even a kill shot <laughs> for a Bigfoot. Right. I'm not sure. I mean, I mean, I mean it might be, balls, but that's it might be, <laughs> it might be, but I'm, I'm kneecapping this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm emptying the 30 round clip <laughs> into his kneecap. <laughs> Or kneecaps if I can. Just to slow him the fuck down. <laughs> Give you a chance if to waddle away. If he's, yeah, exactly. I mean, if he's got to crawl after me, he might still catch me. Dragging his freaking useless legs behind him. But, yeah, I'm not going to decide to cap one in the right spot in his chest or hope I can hit that big fucking Neanderthal skull of his. God knows how thick that skull is. Probably Kevlar by some means. Well... Depends what I'm shooting, but I wouldn't be using a 22. But <laughs> yeah, people that shoot, yeah, it's just crazy. Like, first of all, just to shoot like that, right? Because you freaked out at a, at a long distance. Yeah. It's just crazy. You just you're just being a dick at that point. I mean, the thing's charging you. It's probably lasted. You probably could die anyway, so get get a couple rounds off, but. Yeah, there's just, a there's a story, and I read this one years ago, and I think John Green got this one, a famous Bigfoot researcher, and he wrote it one of his books, and uh, I remember reading it, and it was about this kid, and it was in Oregon, and he was out squirrel hunting or seeing a twenty two, you know, with a fourteen, you know, yeah. clip on it or whatever, yeah, and he was fully loaded, and a creature stepped out of the woods. And it was with, it was with you know friends, it was two of them witnesses. They reported to the police and everything, and uh, and it was about you know I guess fifty feet away. It was pretty fucking close to him, and they panicked. So the kid started shooting the fucking thing. He emptied the entire fourteen round clip into the chest of this fucking thing because it was staring right at him. And the thing didn't even move. It just went in the opposite direction after being shot fourteen times with a twenty-two. It didn't let off a peep. It didn't let off. It didn't get startled by the gunshot. It was like the yeah, well, yeah. There must be so much padding on some of these things that well, the probably the muscular, like, yeah, it's like a pricker. I mean, <laughs> first of all, it's twenty two, right, right. So I might be able to sustain right. some hits with a twenty two. You know, maybe not to the back of my skull because that's you know that's <laughs> where the hitmen usually right. to do it. But but these things are probably so big and muscular. That you're not getting to any vital organs. You're just pissing this thing off. Or annoying it, one or the other. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And if you do happen to wound it, it's not like you're going to track the thing to see. It's like a deer. It's like a deer hunting. Or even bear hunting. Like you wound a bear and it runs off. The ethical thing to do as a hunter is to try to, right? you know, not let it suffer. But... I'm not tracking down to Bigfoot. Right. Let's go get him. Because the fuckers probably got friends. Right. To think that there's just one is ridiculous. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, it's 
these aren't loner creatures. I, I mean, I if he's, if he's moving off on his own, own, own power of motion, either I missed or he's not hurting that bad or whatever. But because we can do, so you try to you find him. He's he's limping. He's he's resting on the guardrail on the highway forty three. What do you can do at that point? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, the last thing he wants to do is see your ass. <laughs> So now you got no choice but to try to kill this thing, yep. if you can. Gavin knows what his nervous system. Maybe he doesn't have like the same nervous system we have. Well, and that's a, well, that's the thing too. You um, know, they look. You know, I mean, they I look mean, human. These, the well, they look human, but they're, they're not. These things are what? out in sub-zero weather, and I got, I get, they got fur and whatever, <laughs> but, but obviously they're built just a little bit fucking different than us. Yeah, and he, and that's here's the thing though. Um, there's a lot of debate because there's there's kill groups that want to kill one of these things to fucking prove it. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. No, um, you know my thought on that. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it also there's legal questions that come up. You know, they're protected in California. Uh, they're protected in parts of New York State. Actually, you can't hunt these fucking things, and people don't realize that it's on the law. You know, it's the law. Um, they're under protective species for California. Um, maybe even Washington at this point. Um, well, I mean, you can't hunt them in some, in some areas. Less you than ten thousand of them, they're yeah. endangered species. Right. So the point being, though, if you do kill one, and the DNA comes back to being almost human or human, closer to human than ape, is that murder? Did you just fucking kill somebody? You know, wow. I mean, like, I mean, no. These are really logical questions that would be asked if the DNA comes back pretty fucking human. <laughs> people have got a problem to kill one. You know. So I don't recommend that course of action personally. So I thought you were going to segue that into abortion, but okay. Oh good. yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. It's a 1985 near North Vandergift, Pennsylvania. Take goddamn Sasquatch from Calabasas. <laughs> when the witness was 10 years old, he and his mother were traveling on Dime Road nor, uh, towards North Vandergift in Armstrong County. Two hairy creatures crossed in front of their car, stepped over a guardrail, and disappeared. Creatures had black hair with reddish tint and red eyes shine from the headlights. Uh, okay. In May 1979, Apollo, Pennsylvania. A tall, hairy creature came out of the woods at night and walked towards a house trailer. Two men shot at it, <laughs> and the creature ran back into the woods. 1979, near Apollo. A man pulled into his driveway and saw a huge, black, erect walking creature leaning against a tree. After a few seconds, it retreated into the woods. May 1978, Apollo. A witness observed a tall, hairy creature beat heavily on a window air conditioner. After several minutes, it ran into the woods and disappeared. Okay, okay. How heavily could it have been beaten on this thing? <laughs> right. Seriously. It, it would destroy the Seriously. Right. Like, it was me. Okay, I get it. Like, the fat fucker next door was beating on the air conditioner. <laughs> I got that. But this is an eight-foot creature. I don't think he's beating heavily on it. <laughs> it destroy it. Dude. Maybe he's just knocking. Want to see if anyone's home. Yeah. Fucking with people. I'm thinking if he banged in there, he'd be out of the fucking window. Mine barely hangs in there as it is. I'm going to try because you can fall out. Land in my goddamn car parked underneath it. I actually have a theory on this. Oh, do you? Uh, okay. And again, it's based on nothing because right, we right. don't know anything about well, these right. things. But I, I am going to say that these are children Sasquatches that are doing the banging and the knocking and shit like that in people's doors and windows and shit. They're fucking with people as a teenager would. You always soak windows as a kid. You ring yeah. doorbells. 
this is what I think this is. I think this is a childlike behavior for a maybe a young Sasquatch. So just throwing it out there as a possibility. Maybe. You know. If they're intelligent. They are intelligent. Do you think they've discovered alcohol? Because <laughs> maybe know. these are maybe just, well, they haven't. Maybe, they maybe, have, these, maybe these are just drunk Sasquatches. They haven't discovered soap yet. We know this. So, <laughs> well, we don't because not all of them smell. That's true. They're not all of them smell, but maybe these are just like drunk. Well, I told Sasquatches. you. I told you. Was it last year or the year before? It was not this year. It was the last year. We went up to Lake George and we did our Bigfoot investigation. Me and Heather, right, right. and we were up there for a week, and. There was the day we were. I was fucking bitter cold. We were out there during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, it was towards the evening, and we were in one of the the big, large state forest areas. And I mean, we were in there. We were a good time, ten miles in. And we got out of the vehicle, and we're walking. And I saw a forest ranger, you mm-hmm. know, and parked in the vehicle on the way to him. And we walked by him. We were eh, maybe five hundred yards past him, and I heard tree knocking. A couple tree knocks. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. What are the odds? You know? Right. So I didn't think anything like, eh, whatever. So then, about 300 yards from there, we entered the woods on the same area, that, the same side mm-hmm. that we heard the tree knocks. And there was a, a trail, so we went up the trail. It hadn't been used in a while, you could tell that. And again, we're, we're in the woods now. We're deep on this trail. We're, we're way out there. And we come across this pond, and it's all frozen over. And we smell something. Like, I smell this this smell. I'm like, what the fuck is that? You know, and here I am on a Bigfoot expedition with all this experience and and knowledge. And I'm not putting two to two together. Right? Tree knocks. Nasty fucking smell. And then Heather falls through the fucking ice. (laughs) Right. I remember talking about this. Fucking, fucking bitter cold. So... I couldn't stick around because then it started to dawn on me. Right. I'm like, holy fuck, I might be onto something here, but then she falls through the fucking ice. So then, then we have an emergency situation, believe it or not. Oh, like how far I can see in. that. In yeah. Like, yeah. If you didn't have access to water, then maybe they don't bathe in the winter. Maybe they do. Right. Maybe they, maybe it's more common for them to smell. Right. In the winter. Right. So or in drought. We went so, back the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't find track or anything, and it just bummed me out because it was like. It, it hit me, and then, boom, she's in the ice. And we have an emergency situation now. And I'm like, fuck me. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> so, unrelated, but funny. Have you ever found the story out in uh, Lake Mead, out in Nevada? Lake Mead, is that where Nevada is? Yeah, I know Nevada. Lake Mead? So it's a state. Yeah. yeah. Lake yeah. Mead, do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Lake it Mead. was the bodies? You yeah. Because yeah. 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 as the drought progresses... Right. Like, Lake Mead is like a, a pond right now. Right. And they're finding all these bodies as the lake starts to dry up. Yeah. That's just fucked up. Yeah. Dump bodies. Well, yeah, because that's like, I told you, that's the alpine fucking forest area. Yep. I, I would, like I said, I, I just don't understand how serial killers get caught. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. I just don't get it. Because, yep. like I said, that night we were out there, fucking... <laughs> I don't know. I just... Well, what's funny is I went back there a year later with Connor. Right. It was during the middle of the pandemic, and we get up there, and it was like a, a scene out of a fucking Clint Eastwood movie, a Western. There's fucking three Mexicans with the sombreros on, and the fucking gun, the bullet things, I don't know what they're called, across their chest. Bandolero? Yeah, and the fucking guns, dude. 
And I'm like, what the fuck is this? We're in the middle of fucking nowhere, right? And I'm like, Connor, whatever, you don't get out of the fucking car. We're in the Hummer, right? And so I rolled down the window. I'm like, hey, you guys camping here? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I'm like, all right, we're going to camp over there. I got So we did, you know, made a camp. And I'm keeping an eye on these guys the entire time. And they, they eventually moved off. But it was the weirdest shit I ever saw. I mean, like, Mexicans, right, with the whole sombrero things in the in the fucking, it, like, you would see the, cl- I'm not making this shit up, Connor saw it too. Connor saw it too, and they had the gun, and the bullets across the chest, like you would see in, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly oh, maybe shit. They're, maybe they're doing a movie up there or something. Yeah, no, they weren't, they, this is fucked up shit, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I was saying, then they were out there, I'm like, god damn it, this is, you can, just, just drive, come out. No one, no one, no one. Especially at night. Tow truck guy wouldn't even come up there at night. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, it's almost dark. I'm not going up there. Yeah, no. Fucking what? <laughs> you heard the Bigfoot reports. I guess. So yeah, I just crazy. All right. What's, Anyways, let's do. Uh, it's getting late here. It is getting late. Let's do uh, just a, a two more here, and we'll be done with this, and we can talk about something else before we uh, end the show. Uh, all right, uh, October 11th, 1977, uh, Pennsylvania town is uh, Cadogan, Cadogan, I think. Several residents uh, were driving on Dutch Hollow Road at night when they observed a eight-and-a-half-foot-tall creature with knee-length arms and a field. It had a cone-shaped head, no neck, broad shoulders, and black hair. After a minute, it disappeared in the woods. Uh, September 17th, 1977, uh, Coden, Hagen, Pennsylvania again, a relative... Uh, of the sighting from July, August, uh, going in Armstrong County, observed a gray-colored creature. It walked on two legs with very long strides. The witnesses estimated the hair of the creature was about three inches long. So there's a lot more. Uh, we can do more on another show. Yeah, but yeah. there's the Conehang, 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 yeah, Conehang. There's another fucking hotbed area. And again, these are all southwest Pennsylvania. Um, and what I found fascinating about that, if you listen to reports, is when they talk about a neck, uh, on these creatures, it's, there's no neck. No, no neck. And just like the Patty film. Yep. Where the Sasquatch, when it looks at the camera, it's actually turning its whole upper body. It's mm-hmm. not turning its head. There's no neck. Much like an ape. Right. You know, so it's just uh, it's fascinating little hints and stuff like that, um, you know, you see over and over in these reports. I just want to make sure I don't lose this page for next time. So... Interesting. Yeah, we haven't done a shot. You want your shot? Yes. Uh, All right, what would you like? Pizza. Uh, I'm going to go eat. Just give me a shot of melon. shot of the melon? Yeah, I don't want, uh, any, I don't want anything really hard. That's what she said. <laughs> no, she said, uh, she said I need something. All right, and what's old Jeffy going to do? Pickle shit. That's just <laughs> goddamn nasty. Yeah, you're right. You know what? No, it's almost gone. I don't want to do that. Uh, oh God, I'm going to make myself do that. sick. That'll be yeah. This is this is. I'm going to give me cramps tonight. Larceny. Holy shit! This stuff is nasty. Fucking liquor. This there you go. this yeah, this whiskey is this this Kentucky Straight Bourbon, a small batch, ninety two proof. My ass. Nothing nasty. Here's the Sasquatch. Let's watch. <laughs> Oh, uh, I don't know if you saw the news today. I know it's a paranormal show, but we have to get out of the way. I just want to say, 
mark my finger up again. Um, Russians are pulling out. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that. Now, so. Who said um, by yeah. end of May Russia would yeah. the Russians be out? I said that. I said that. I predicted that. I nailed it. So another one I got. Uh, that's another thing I just don't want to. Sometimes I'm really good with this show. I don't know how I have 40, 40 billion we've sent over there. Yeah. Who's Joe buying off? <laughs> Who's Joe buying off? So I get started. Uh, anyway, right. so we talk about before we talk about goals. Yeah. UFOs, yeah. Uh, extraterrestrials, uh, space, the final frontier. Yeah. I am finding, and I, I put them on the page, and you will see them and think. Fucking animal, fucking what a what a what a rube! Um, all these reports of I was a marine on Mars for ten oh, years. God, oh my God! <laughs> they they abducted me to the to the moon to work as the secretary in the headquarters. Just crazy shit. Just crazy shit we're seeing. Um, saw something. They someone has. Create a warp bubble. Um, I guess I don't know. Just well, one of the the, the, the documentaries you can find Tubi for free now, but it was on Netflix. Tubi, uh, Netflix. I think it was on Amazon Prime as well, but you can watch it for free. Um, was this ridiculous documentary called Walking with the Tall Whites? Really? You have to see this. Okay. Oh, well, you the one you. Walking with the, the tall whites. Tall whites. You, you, you got to see this one. Sounds a little racist. This is yeah. You you this one. Sounds a little racist. And you know Heather's watching it and she's like, "Is this bullshit?" I'm like, "Yeah, this is complete bullshit. <laughs> this is com- this guy is making it admit this is a bullshit story, or he's psychotic or something." But this doesn't match any other known <laughs> fucking abduction phenomenon I've encountered. And I am. A, I am an expert, and I'm going to say that word when it comes to the abductions. I am an expert in that particular field because I have read every goddamn report I can get my hands on for you know for forty fucking years. Yeah. I know this shit forward and backwards. Um, so yeah, this is horse shit. So walking with the tall whites, watch it for entertainment value only. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, interesting the extraterrestrial stuff that's coming out now and. Crazy, just crazy shit. What else? Paranormal related. Uh, dog man speaking a little bit of a comeback. Yeah, reports about yep. dog man. Uh, you know, I did see some credible reports um, years back, and I, I wish I could find them because I can't find them now. Um, it was part of a documentary, and I can't find the documentary. It's really pissing me off. But uh, the witnesses, it was three teenagers, and uh, they went, you know, they would always go to this particular area down by a creek and hang out. Teenagers do. They drove there one day. And they went down to the creek, and uh, just doing their normal shit, and they came upon these things that were knelt, those four of them knelt down at the creek and using their hands to put mm-hmm. water in their mouth. And um, they, they had hairy bodies, um, they thought maybe it was a bear at first because it had a, a snout. Right. Um, but then they stood up on two legs, and it wasn't a Sasquatch. No. It didn't meet Sasquatch at all. Um, they said it looked like a wolf slash man thing, you know. Mm. And, they, and these were kids, right? They're teenagers. No one believed them. Right. You know, bullshit, blah, blah, blah. They were brave enough to go on national TV, and they took a lie detector test with a certified 
you know, police investigator mm-hmm. did the testing, and he asked them all kinds of questions, and they passed with flying fucking colors. The kids were lying. I mean, they weren't right. lying. And then, then they brought in someone that measures body responses and facial expressions, and they said, nope, those kids are telling the truth. They they believe what they saw. Now, what they if they actually saw what they believe is two different things. Right. But what they reported they saw, what they saw with their they eyes, what they, they interpreted in their mind... Well, some kind of wolfman creature. Right. You know, I just found that as fascinating. I wish I could find that because <laughs> that would be the dogman, wolfman type of thing. Right. You know, that's a concrete for me because, you know, when you have some kind of scientific data to back up your claim, that's always mm-hmm. a plus. You know, like the Travis Walton thing. Right. Where all six of them passed, not mm-hmm. just once, but three times the lie detector test by three different investigators. You know, the odds of well, that's, that's the, the odds of six people passing one time on one issue over a million to one. It's over a million to one, and then to do three tests. I mean, it's just astronomical. You know, they were all telling the truth. Right. You know. So I mean, and to my point earlier, you know, but a, a skeptic's going to say, "Well, there's a reason lie detector tests aren't admissible in court." You know what I'm saying? You're going to say, "Well, some states they are." Well. Are they? Some yeah. 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 Yes, they are. All right. I'm just saying. Right. Keep going, Um, Big big foot, big feet. <clears throat> Never hear about a case of rabies. Nope. Like, Bigfoot. You know, like, girls gone wild, Bigfoot gone wild. <laughs> um, mange. Like, some, somebody said, like the, like, the chupacabra. Possibly sightings are actually like big wolves that have mange. Yeah. Or bear, bears that have mange. I don't believe in any of that shit. Have you seen a picture of a bear with mange? Yes. That's right, I have. Fucked up. People thought it was a Bigfoot. I'm like, no, that's a bear with mange. It's a bear with mange, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, just. They seem to have the ability to avoid those things that would be part of natural selection to kill them off. I mean,. They go out of the way to, they don't go out, well, they go out of the way not to have a lot of close contact with man. They may be seen, they may be, they observe from a distance if, you know, there's more enough to get up and go and start, you know. But you don't, you know. Well, their, their eating habits, you know, I've been, me personally, the amount, this is just me now, and the amount of research I've done and the witness reports mm-hmm. I've read, thousands of cases now. Um, I have a very good idea of what their diet consists of, in my own mind. Mm-hmm. You know, and other researchers may different. That's fine. I don't care. I just know what I've read, and correlate with other witness reports. Okay, they eat berries, they eat nuts, they eat fucking little insects. They'll dig in the wood right. to get the mm-hmm. insects. Um, all kinds of berries. Uh, they'll eat deer. I mean, I I've, I've read report after report after report of a hunter killing a deer. Going to get the deer and finding the Sasquatch, a, either picking the fucking thing up or already walking away with the deer, slung over his shoulders, or whatever. So like, I know they eat deer. stories be classic. Uh, true, very true. They, like, numerous, it's not even funny how many stories there are of that happening. Um, other hunters would be shocked if they knew the amount of stories there are relating to that particular issue. They'd be, they wouldn't fucking believe it. They literally, I know a lot of hunters, obviously, right, you know. Right. Um, and I was like, my God, I wish some of these guys could see the data I could see because it would blow their fucking minds out of the water. It really would. You know, 
Um, another thing uh, on the West Coast, you know, case after case of seeing them on a beach, of all things, and digging for clams. So he, they know how to crack open and eat a clam. I mean, like, again, it's over and over again. It's the same thing over mm-hmm. and over again. Um, fish, you know, don't, don't eat fish. Don't okay. grab a fisherman. will leave his thing there and... Shit, you'll, you'll look over, you know, it'd be 50 feet away, and there's a Sasquatch running off with his fucking... Yeah. <laughs> Intelligent. Yeah. You know? So... And it's not like they stick around, like, hey, come on, fuck with me, I'm taking your shit. Right, right. They're, they're, no, they get... They take the not, shit, and they're, they're fucking arrogant. They're no, they're not arrogant. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's just, it's just, uh, you know, it's a fascinating, fascinating thing. You know, their eating habits, to me, are just fascinating. Um, I love the reports from people, hunters, and this is usually, it's, the best reports come from hunters and and police officers. Hunters have the most, believe it or not, because they're out in the woods. So they get a a lot of, and what's funny is the biggest skeptics are usually hunters. That's what's, like, to me, the most fucked up thing, because I know a lot of hunters, and they're like, ah, that's bullshit. But then then I know, I know... What I consider a master hunter. There's this one guy, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna name him. No, I don't have permission to name him. No, he's a master fucking hunter. Okay, not just deer. This motherfucker hunts bear. <laughs> he's a, and he's been the, he's been where he's hunted, you know, fucking, you know, grizzly bear. He's nailed grizzly bear like multiple times. Mm-hmm. All right, big game hunter. Guy knows his shit like backward and forward. Non-believer in Sasquatch until he had his own encounter. You know, and he goes, and he said to me, he goes, you know, I never, ever in a thousand years, he goes, would I have imagined this shit was real until I saw it myself. And it's, he goes, it was a mind-changing experience. Well, yeah. Because here I have spent all this time since I was a little boy in the woods with my grandfather and my father, you know, on a hunt, hunt, and I knew everything. There. I thought, he goes, I thought I knew everything there was to know. And then you encounter something and you have a witness with you, you know, and neither one of you can comprehend what you are seeing because it's a fit in your fucking version of reality. And that fucks your world from the, you know, he goes, it fucked me. He goes, yeah. he goes, my God, I've hunted grizzly bears. I've nailed grizzly bears. I've stuffed grizzly bears. This thing was so much bigger than a grizzly bear. It's unbelievable, he goes. You know, and now it's, it's stories like that. You know, are just mm-hmm. the mind changers, you know, that I really, really love. Because there's those people, you know, especially the guys that have been doing this their entire lives with their kids, with their grandfathers and their fathers, they're the ones who really know the woods, you know, what to look right. for. So when they have an encounter and it changes their outlook on life and what they thought they knew was real, what is real, um, I always find those to be the well, most fascinating. Right, and I think that's what the paranormal for too, until you actually have your... First real right experience. You're whatever, but yeah, even like the hunter, I can see where hunters would be the biggest because they're out there all the time. So they've been out in the woods for four years, never come across anything than what you're talking about. They're listening. Right. You read your shit, and they're like, right. whatever, <laughs> whatever. This whatever. Guy. This guy. You beat this shit up. Yeah, until you had that right encounter. Until you, but. Well, you know, and that, that's what we talk about. Is like as a kid, I go care of my family. It was like the state park stuff, but I'd be burned out in the woods, getting away from the camp. <laughs> so, like, we were talking, like, oh yeah, New York State, state land, oh yeah, but, like, 
How'd I fucking survive? I should have been hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> you know? Where's Amble? Oh, oh, he disappeared. Yeah, Jesus. He was on the woods with his little buck knife. And, you know? Like I said, until you had that actual... Well, I was, you know, I was always, I was always a believer. You know, as a little kid, I was so in it. Before I could really read the, the books by John Green and the other guys that wrote the books, I'd bring them all to my father, and my father would sit up at night and read me a few chapters a night, you know, from the library. I was like, you know, six or seven years old. I was a little kid, and uh, I was so fascinated Bigfoot. I used to tell my dad. My dad was, my dad was a hell of a hunter. He was a very. Very intelligent man. He was a big wig at IBM, but he grew up. I mean, at the age of fucking eight years old, he had his first gun, and it was used. I still had right. a gun, you know. And he was an avid hunter. He knew shit about the woods I'll never fucking know, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't pay more attention and spend more time with him in the woods like my oldest, one of my older brothers did, because Mark picked up a lot of shit from him. But uh, my dad just knew shit that a lot of people just don't know, you know. I just New shit. Hunted everything. Yeah, he had all kinds of guns. You know, he had pistols, he, he had double barrel shotguns, he had elfin guns. He fucking had it all. My father was just that type of person. So he didn't believe in Bigfoot, right? Even after reading that, it's bullshit. You used to tell me all that, it's bullshit. Da 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 He goes, he goes, anything is possible, but Jeff, I spent so time with you in the woods. I, I would have seen something. Yeah, you know, that I would have seen something. Okay. So, but he always said to me, he goes, but you know what? You're pretty dedicated. He goes, you're a dedicated type of kid. He goes, and I think they'll carry on in your later in life. He goes, if someone finds it, it'll be someone like you. You know, I took it as a compliment, right? Mm-hmm. So, here I am later in life. You know, me and Heather get together, right. you know, and the kids. I'm like, hey, you know, let's take the kids camping. <laughs> goes, that's a good idea. And I go, let's take them on a Bigfoot camp. She goes, well, what's that? So, I said, well, you know, I know this area. There's supposed to be all these Bigfoot sightings. I go, probably horse shit. But right. Let's, we'll make it fun for the kids. Now, Connor's really young. He's right. like three. He's even fun. But Con- Keegan's old enough. He's like seven or eight. So I guess it, you know. It's, it's an adventure. Mm-hmm. So we get there. Set up camp. You know, we're in the middle of fucking nowhere. You need a four-wheel drive vehicle to get where we were. I had a four-wheel drive the entire time to get there. So we're we're deep out there. Like, way deeper than I took you. We're fucking out there, right? So, set up camp. Blah, blah, blah. And, uh... Night rolls around. Moonshine's a puppy. You know, she's maybe a year old. And she's with us. And the kids go off the bed. And we got this roaring fire going on. Heather's sitting on one side. I'm on the other. And, uh, you know, I have a gun. You always have a shotgun. You know, bears up there and shit. There are a lot of bears. Found a ton of track, bear tracks up there. But anyway, long story short. So the dog starts foaming at the mouth. And looking at the woods. You know, making whimpering sounds and running between me and Heather. And this is freaking Heather out. She's like, what the fuck's going on, you know? And we hear these these owls start going off. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty fucked up. Because I've been up there before. i never heard mm-hmm. these owls before. And they're just going off in all directions. I'm like, all right. I'm thinking to myself, you know, it's been reported before can mimic sounds. Nah, these are probably owls. But the dog's going nuts. This went on for like 30 fucking minutes. Finally, the owl stopped. The dog calms down a little bit, and it's late at night now. Now we're, you know, getting in the late at night. It's probably 11, 30, 12 o'clock. And I'm like, let's just go to bed. You know, mm-hmm. things are calm. Dog's calm. It's good. So we went to bed. 2.30 in the morning, dude. 
I'll never forget that night the rest of my fucking life. <laughs> I heard the scream. The scream of all fucking screams go off. And I'm like, and I've heard screech owls before. Right. You know, it sounds like a pterodactyl. And this was like a hundred times more powerful. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> right? So I wake up, I'm like, what the fuck? And then I hear the coyotes, mm-hmm. you know, going off, like answering this thing. And this thing just lets out another belling. It's not like a scream. I, it's a roar scream. It's so hard to describe to people because you can, I can tell it was probably a mile away or what mm-hmm. seemed like a mile away, but you could still feel vibrate in your fucking right. chest. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I've got this I'm fucking trying to load the fucking shotgun. <laughs> fucking dropping bullets in the dark and fucking shells in the dark, right? So I got it loaded and shit. And I'm sitting up with the shotgun like this. I'm like, fuck this. I go out to the outside <laughs> the tent and make it grab the dog with me. And I start building up the fucking fire again. And I look at my watch. It's like 2.30 in the morning, right? And this thing is just fucking going off, going off. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? You know, I'm like, fuck, do I grab the kids and her and throw them in the fucking car and try and drive out of here at night? The truck, you know? Yeah. I mean, because if you saw the area, you'd understand, like, not really roads. I mean, this is right, a right. No, yeah. hazardous journey on my part, you know, to do this. And freaked out on top of it, probably not a smart idea. So I'm trying to calm myself down. I'm like, all right, maybe maybe the best bet is to sit in this fucking chair. Get the fire, <laughs> get the fire going. going with the shotgun loaded and not fall asleep. And there ain't no way I can sleep now. My blood was just like, you know, adrenaline was going through. This, that thing went on for like at least 30, 40 minutes. This thing was screaming, right? You know, and then the coyotes were going off. And this thing was, just blew the coyotes out of fucking water. It wasn't even close. You, there's no way you can you know, mistaken what you were hearing for a coyote. Nope. Or a mountain lion or anything like that. This was just something completely on a different fucking spectrum. So when it finally stopped, I'm like, oh, thank fucking God, you know? <laughs> but then I'm like, shit, maybe the meat's just getting closer. You know? <laughs> right? Yeah. You know? I'm like, fuck! So by that time, it's starting to be daylight now, you know? And once the daylight hit, I think I relaxed and I fell asleep in the chair with a gun. And she found me that morning with the gun in my lap out cold, you know. And I woke up, and she's like, what happened? And I'm like, oh, no, we can't have this conversation. Do I have some whiskey? <laughs> I dragged out a bottle of whiskey, and I started doing shots. and put a cigar in my mouth. I lit up a cigar. Like, you're not going to win. What the fuck? I thought she can't. She's like, I can't read your lips. You're doing. <laughs> you don't want to. And that was it. We were supposed to be there for another two days. I'm like, we're getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. Right? Right? Snug it out. <laughs> Meet the kids breakfast. We're getting the fuck out of here. Made the kids breakfast. You did. Made a bag yeah, of the fucking pan over the fire. Yeah, let's, let's get some food. Draw this thing yeah. in. True story. I, I and, kid you I, not. I, that I, really, I, that story, I, I that believe. really happened. And that I was believe. it. That was my belief. That's it. I know what I heard. No one's going to convince me that, you know, it was something else. Because the first thing I did when I got home is like, I want to know what I heard. What the fuck was that? So I started going through all these fucking audio files for days, days, trying to figure out what I heard, you know, for animals in the wild. And I, I concentrated on what animals are in New York State because that would be your best bet. All right. Nothing matches. So then I expanded the scope, you know, to the Northeast and then the Southwest. Maybe something came up, you know. 
California. Maybe something brought something dropped it off. What the fuck do I know? You know, nothing matched it. Nothing until I found that Bigfoot page yeah. that had the Oregon Bigfoot and it had all these clip audio clips from supposedly you know Sasquatch. Ooh. It was like the seventh and eighth one on the list, and I played it. I'm like, holy fuck, that's it. That's what I fucking heard. You know, and that's when the hair in your neck stands yeah. up and shit. And I'm like, that was the moment right there. That was the moment. So, yep, family never went camping there again. <laughs> <laughs> I did, but not the family. Yeah, that's, those are crazy. That's, again, that's, you know, it's like that with the, the paranormal until you have that one encounter, whatever it is. Either you see something or you hear something or, <clears throat> you know, you... you I, I, I know, you know, we got, when I got into it and stuff, and we'd do things, but, you know, we'd listen to that fight. When she played that one EVP of that thing saying hello back to the kid, I'm like, what the fuck was that? Oh, I, what the <laughs> fuck was that? I said, who was that? She goes, no one that was with us. <clears throat> you know, I said, oh, God, that was, that was, but, the day that we walked in that one woman's house, we went up there to do an investigation for her. And we both walked in, and someone said hello to us. Mm-hmm. And there was no one in the fucking <laughs> house. Like, and I thought, because woman talked, and we talked about this, I thought it was the woman's mom. Right, right. Because she was telling her mom had been down yeah. visit. So I walked in, and it was an, what sounded like an elderly voice, older woman. Saying, hello. Hello. And Eli turned and looked at me and I looked at Eli and I said, yes, I think she said, I think she said her mom's here. <laughs> so we're looking around and see anyone right. specifically. We're like, really? Yeah. So, so when she came, we asked her, I said, you know, your mom, you know, your mom's still staying with you. She goes, oh no, she left. <laughs> so you're the only one here besides us? She goes, yeah. And she wasn't in the house. We right. walked in. <clears throat> Because I, I am I am the least sensitive person with this stuff. I mean, if I hear something, yeah. If I'm hearing a disembodied voice saying <laughs> right. something, something's pretty, something's, something's happening here. You know, so, again, until you have that, that moment, you don't know. You don't know. Um, I know uh, a couple years back there was... They, they take one day, and I don't, I don't think they still do it. And um, I want to say Oslo, but I'm not sure if that's the right name of the time. I think it is. There's an old, well, there's a, there's a correction facility up there, and it's for alcohol and drug rehab. Right. But these are prisoners that need alcohol and drug rehab. So a big chunk of this property is actually a state-of-the-art kind of prison. But the rest of the property, they don't use, and it's like abandoned buildings and this that. So once a year, they open it up for people to go up and take tours, haunted tours of the place. And uh, so the year we we heard about it, was, oh, that's kind of cool. Everyone and their brother must have heard about this, and it was into the ghost. We got up there; it was line of traffic in the place. There was like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. Took us an hour in line just to get down to where they were like putting you in tours, and they, and the tour they and they were making the tours because they weren't expecting to be people. Like there'd be fifty people in this tour, and one like 
little fucking Ranger Rick fucking <laughs> candidate. <laughs> so I actually had met my boss and his girl, his girlfriend at the time that there. So we got about five minutes in this tour. We couldn't hear the tour guide nothing. We just kind of ducked out on our own <laughs> to check out one of some of these abandoned buildings. And uh, it's hazardous. And that's everything too with these when you go sign stuff. And even in the woods. If there's a hazard, I'll find it. Trust me. Ask Jeff. <laughs> if there's a hazard in the woods, I will find it, fall over it, and fuck myself up. So these buildings, these abandoned buildings, you never know. Yeah, take a break. Yeah, <laughs> I'm late here. Feeling a little tired. Think I dislocated something. Let me roll around a little bit so I can stand up on my own. So we got into this one building, and like whole sections of the floor had collapsed onto the floor below it or the floor floor below it. So uh, we were we were in there, we had the recorder going and Matt wasn't a huge believer but he was you know had going yeah. on with it so so uh, we were we were in a hallway and there was maybe a foot of floor and then there was no floor for about two and a half, three feet, and then there was like the other side of the hall, right. and there was like maybe another foot the doorway. And uh, usually, when, usually when we go out, I always set a recorder running the whole time. It's a lot of extra stuff to go through. I set a recorder running the whole time, and uh, we also had running uh, one of the the digital ghost boxes, and. Uh, so we're looking at the floor, and uh, <laughs> I'm looking at Matt. I said, Matt, go ahead and try it. Said, no, you go ahead and try it. I said, no, man, you go ahead and try it. And uh, the the ghost box said, dare you. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like, really? Because it was like within a few seconds of us talking, tossing right. each other to do it. Like, dare you. Hmm. Like, oh, really, <laughs> fuckers? You know, so, again, until you had Matt, Matt just looked at me like, what that just said? I said, it's taunting you, Matt. Thinks you're a pussy. Let's <laughs> <laughs> you try it. But, uh, you know, again, a lot of this is putting context with time and things like that. And then one of the guys that was at the, uh, the thing in March... Uh, he was talking about the Bigfoot stuff, but he was talking, you know, you gotta, you gotta take things, you gotta take what you get, put it in context, put it in timing, right, and, and see what the deal is, and, uh, you know, let's, as I said, sometimes you get everyone, oh, yeah, it just said Billy, well, we were talking about Billy half hour ago, I don't like, <laughs> I don't like seeing it now, but right. whatever, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy, but, uh. Yeah, I believe. I think the Bigfoot thing. I just, I just think it's crazy that it's gone so long, and there really hasn't been a body, or carcass, bones, actual physical evidence, uh, an attack that you can look at and say, "Yeah, this guy got his ass whooped by a Bigfoot." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, I don't know. I just, I, and I think it's, I just. These things are incredible that they have stayed off the actual radar 
I get they're seen all the time, they report something all the time, but to have actually stayed off the radar like they have is crazy amazing. Well, I look at it this way. Um, there's been never a mass hunt. You know what I'm saying? Like where you had like army trained fucking personnel, Marine Corps type people cordoning off areas. You know what I'm saying? Like a real... Yeah, but... Yeah. That's never happened. Um, we might have a different result if that did happen. You know? I mean, like you get like four platoons. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And do a grid search and, you know, a very... Yeah. Kind of like you see in a movie, uh, the Stephen King movie, with the alien that, you know, shop on the toilet and fucking take people over. Um, I can't think of the name of the Stephen King movie. But anyway, it was a great movie. Um, yeah, the aliens are always bad. But they would do the, the, the army was new, you know, the Air Force or wherever the special mm. groups were, the Delta Force, wherever the fuck knew these things were here. They found the craft and, you know, they started doing grid searches. Right. And, you know, they'd coordinate off and they'd they knew what the creature would self the heat signals. So they had all these different devices set up. Uh, See, that's why I would never be president because <laughs> that would probably be one of the projects that would work out. Like, okay, <laughs> you need to get, you need to get the 101st Airborne and go to this town in Pennsylvania <laughs> and you need to just scour that fucking mountain till you find me somebody. I want there. a Sasquatch body <laughs> by tomorrow morning. <laughs> I, I want some physical proof that this fucker is around there someplace. <laughs> So, but anyway, well, it is what it is. It is. So uh, it's been a great show. Yeah, uh, I'm getting tired. Um, so and I want to eat dinner. Okay. So uh, so until next week, I don't know what we're talking about next week. Um, we'll figure it out. Oh, I got more Bigfoot stuff. That's got for more sure. Bigfoot stuff. Oh, but probably will be some politics because it's starting to get crazy again. Uh, yeah, it's starting. To, you know, the left is the left is out there. Roe versus Wade and. Gas prices are going up. I'm sure it'll be closer to five bucks a gallon by the time. Well, you must be, aren't you? At five bucks now for your Hummer? Oh yeah, well over that, yeah. Five bucks. I haven't driven it <laughs> in two weeks. You know, because I put the cheap gas in. That's four seventy. So you got to be getting yeah. I got to run ninety three octane. The five yeah. five buck an hour. I, the Harley runs a ninety three octane too. So Does it? that that well, cost me nineteen dollars two days ago to fill that five gallon tank. Nineteen dollars. So it was still gassing, obviously. Yeah, right. So. <laughs> so between that and I don't know, primaries are starting to go. I think yep. uh, I think your boy Don is fifty-eight and one. If I saw the current yep. the current figures yep. for all the primaries, mm -hmm. he's pegged fifty-eight out of the fifty-nine primaries that we've had. He's picked the winners for him. Yep. So uh, Pennsylvania's gonna be the big one. There's a lot of Pennsylvania races. Huge yep. primary. It's just the primary. Yep. It's not even the race for the fucking seat. It's yep. just the primary. And the fucking Republicans are eating themselves alive yep. to get this. Yep. So, Dr. Oz, I think he's going to be the man. Could be the man. Could be the man. But, anyways, till next week. Uh, we'll probably be live next week. Depends how I feel. But, until then, oh my god, I am tired too. Yep, time for bed. Alright, time to bed. Say goodnight, Jeff. Goodnight, Jeff. Say goodnight, Jeff. Goodnight, Jeff. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the expressor, and do not necessarily represent those of the owner, management, or anyone else. This program is meant for mature listeners, and some of the language and topics may not be suitable for younger or sensitive individuals. 
If you are easily offended, or have a delicate constitution you may want to turn the program off now. The host and guest are welcome and encouraged to exercise their First Amendment rights as much as they want. This is a right to listen to program, and as such anyone for any reason at any time can stop listen by turning the program off. The program is here for entertainment, and hopefully some education. This will be accomplished through facts, fiction, sarcasm, and parody. Much like the mainstream media, we will try to verify information, but are under no obligation to do so prior to releasing said information. Any references to specific individuals, that may or may not have done something, is strictly for a point of reference and most likely was based on something found on the internet. Use discretion when listening and always feel free to double-check our information if you want.